0: Welcome back to another exciting episode of Loss of Lieutenants. I'm your host, Kevin, and on tonight's show, I'm joined by fellow host, Val, and special guest host, oh, this is what point will you come in here, Hector?
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Hector, and I'm joining tonight's episode. <laughs>
0: Excellent. Yes. Uh, So on tonight's show, we're going to be recapping the recent two-day event that we went to in Brisbane and uh, have the winner event, Hector, uh, to talk about how he navigated his way to victory. So it should be an exciting show. We've got the the winner of of a two-day event on it and the first time that we've had Hector on the show. I believe, Hector, you have been on another podcast that we shall not name uh, in the past.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, I've been in the, <laughs> the other one on starting mind. by W and N, uh for those who can guess it right. And I was interviewed there uh a while ago. And then after that nobody dared to do it again. So congratulations, loss of lieutenant.
0: <laughs> We've got you. We've <laughs> got you <laughs> back. Yeah, so we'll um we'll we'll jump in as always uh with just a little bit of uh, uh, a bit of news and events and some recent games. So um Hector, I guess you're you're our guest on the show. Do you want to kick us off with anything you've been up to lately, hobby or um, gaming-wise?
1: Well, besides Briscoe, I've not been playing after that. But before Briscoe, we were doing our our tournament before tournament here in Melbourne, where I play Vanilla Pano. And in preparation, I was picking up similarly to what I brought to to Briscoe, mainly because the the missions align pretty well, and I wanted to play test them. Um yeah, that's the <laughs> what I've been doing lately.
0: Yeah, well, we're really excited to get into uh, talking about how you went with Vanilla Pano. I know there's a few people have been asking about, about how, you, how you went and your lists, but um, yeah, we'll get into that later on in the show. Um, Val, what about you, mate? I know you've uh, you've been really busy lately uh, running the Geelong community down there. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, yeah, so in Geelong, we've got a pretty healthy community. We are slowly uh, uh, plodding along um on Wednesday nights and then we've had uh, our most recent monthly event just two days ago, which uh which was good fun and yeah, you know, we can touch on that a little bit more. Other than that, I had some um I didn't have too many Practice games leading up to Rizcon. Um I had one or two, but yeah, mainly demo. So yeah, uh just still playing the Morats as right. well. Good fun.
0: <laughs> uh, the demo games are actually for me, not for the other players. <laughs> it's all, all a little bit sad. Um, do you actually, this is a good opportunity for you just to um, jump in with a little bit about um, how Geelong is going and how the event went on the weekend, if you wouldn't mind?
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm happy to do a bit of recap. Basically, we've had um, five consecutive uh, events in Geelong now for the year, um, going from strength to strength, We're uh, getting or more players um we've we've had we had 14 this uh last uh this most previous event uh, including myself so we've got a pretty healthy community of uh players and basically we're just trying to cater the the events to suit a newer player base and we tried some really interesting uh things this uh this most recent event
0: yeah, um yeah not I, to go into too
2: much detail but
0: well I mean I, th- I think it's a good opportunity to to get to give people a bit of an insight as to what you know what's going on in your your mind and and Chris's mind who's another person down there who helps run events and um yeah just tell our, tell our listeners a little bit about you know how your event differs to say the normal competitive ITS.
2: Yeah yeah absolutely. So uh so obviously uh playing the game for like as many years as I have dealing with uh, the, my only idea of having an event is like an ITS event. That's all I really know. It's all I really knew. Um, and then very quickly when we started running events Geelong with like very new players and,
0: and Cause you, we like, saw straight like, like away. How many was, how many new players there, do you have? Or how many players and how many new players do you have? What's the split there at the moment?
3: We've probably got 16 players
2: Uh uh, with a mi- mixture of activity, and with pro- I'd say probably there's five of us which are experienced. That's myself, Mark, Chris, uh, Dan, and Wade. We're th- we're probably the most experienced, but you, after you, that, yeah. they're all within the last three to six months. Right, very okay. new. Yeah. So yeah, so really, yeah, so so we we ran a couple of events. We saw very quickly. It's just. It's not, there's, there's room to improve, right? Like you can see some people had one good game out of three and we're like, how can we improve that? And we've been thinking of a couple a of things game, to do. When you and say good
0: Sorry, when you say good game, what do you actually do? As
2: in like, like, it's that? competitive. It's like a, yeah, it's like a close game. Like you can, you watch a game, you can see it's like the game's over in turn one or two, right? Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. it's not a close game, you can see like, when Julian plays one of our new players, for example, when he's come down and played one of our new players, or Ryan or yourself, you can see the game's kind of it's not really in the balance. Infinity's best when it's coming down to that last turn and you're both still in it and going to that last turn right that's when infinity's best and that that's that's really easy to facilitate when there's two new players right but when there's an experienced player and a new player simply it's very rare that that happens unless the uh, new player really, uh, unless the experienced player really misplays.
0: Or, well, so, I mean, or, or the or the experienced to, player, you know, knows that they're a new player and therefore takes the foot off the accelerator, right, and walks them through it, and like you know helps right. helps them. Yeah, make the right yeah, that's right. right. But 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 the, what Absolutely. you're saying is but what you're saying is sometimes when you're running an event and it's like maybe a monthly event, then the, the veteran players, while they're gonna probably not go as hard against a new player, they probably don't. They're not coming down there to 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 um, you know, they're coming down there to, to demo. To, yeah, they're not coming down there to demo. They're coming down there to test lists, so they don't Damn. want to. They don't, you know. There's that weird balance of like, I want to go easier on you, but I also want to make sure this list works for the upcoming yep. ITS event, right? So what you're doing then is to try to yep. make it a, a, a balance, I guess, between the two.
2: Absolutely, because just because the players are experienced doesn't mean the tournament shouldn't be catered for them, or the event shouldn't be catered for them. They're paying, they're attending, they're spending their time just as much as the new players, right? So if we can get a balance where they, both they have a good time and the new players have a good time, why not do it, right? Or fi- why not find a way to do it? Mm-hmm. And basically, one of the ways we've gone and done it is we were originally planning to do um, forced matchups. So like uh, we were preconceived matchups where we, we cater, the, cater the matchups. But then you came in with a good idea in Brisbane where you suggested a bracketing system where we have fledging players and, and experienced players and we keep them separate. And they play within their own pool. So they play winners, uh, the the winners play winners within that bracket. So the fledging players and then the experienced players. So it's almost like having two events in one effectively um, to a degree. So we did that at the most recent event. And it was a big, big, big improvement um, so far from what we can see from feedback forms that we hand out at the end of the event. Um, And just generally walking around the tables, I could see everyone like you could see people like chewing on their nails. For the whole two hours of the round, not simply just during deployment, and you could see it was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was. It looked, it was, it was our best event yet so far. It was really good, really good to see.
0: Yeah, good. Yeah, like I mean, looking around, yeah. look, looking around the event. I mean, I was only for, there for two or three rounds, but yeah, looking around and seeing the players, mm-hmm. you could see that there was, you know, pretty, pretty even, relatively even matchups. You know, um, you know, I was, I played you and I played David. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you know, you, mm-hmm. yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, for sure. You know, and you had the newer players facing the other newer players and then i think there was you know josh who's who is a relatively new player but he's quite experienced i guess he was playing one of the new players as well but that's like a kind of good middling area you know where they can both have fun the new player gets to play somebody you know who they've never played before Um, a little bit yeah and 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 then also you know but then learns things as well because there is you know there is a player who is a bit you know he's like in that middle tier who's playing a lower tier and you're Mm -hmm. not just getting um curb stomped by a veteran and then the veterans yeah. are just having like a really easy game where they don't actually have to not, not not to say that it's always an easy game, but um, you know, there are there are times where But it can be. They can yeah. be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, where you're like looking across at their well, the... that they're less than going, You've only got okay. Hmm, right. <laughs> like you've just got to really change Yeah,
2: your... it, it, it can it can happen, absolutely. Infinity is a very skill orientated game. It's like uh knowledge and experience goes a long way and it's not just dice, right? So so th- basically, yeah, so it worked out really well, I think we've got um and yeah we 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 went so far casual that we weren't we weren't gonna record objective points in v p we changed that pretty quickly, but basically we didn't announce standings at the end, um nothing like that, and the prizes were all were all orientated around sportsmanship, painting, and hobby sort mm-hmm. of deal, as well as ten dollar vouchers for everyone, so half your half your entry fee goes back to a voucher that you can spend in the store. So, look, re- I think it was a great event. We we, we learned a couple of things um, from the feedback so far around um, mainly uh, time and terrain. But aside from that, I think it's all been pretty positive feedback. So, yeah, really exciting times uh, along.
1: Yeah, and yeah, well, if I can throw a curveball to you and a consideration yep. for a future event, you could consider when the two pools are merging, give the veteran mm-hmm. players the, how it's called, the classified deck but in the hard mode, and Ooh, then mm-hmm. the new players can have it in normal mode. And that will balance up you know, the context slightly, and we'll get to use that's the cool. hard mode deck the that Red I, deck. I personally the never yeah. Used before. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's a good that's idea. That's a good right idea, there. actually. That- yeah, if we do countermeasures and then we have the last uh, last round where the top, uh, cool. the uh, mm. where they mix up, yeah, yeah, that'd be actually
3: pretty cool.
1: Then you allow the veteran mm. there to go a bit more hard mode because he needs to overcome that challenge of uh, doing twice the same thing and so on. So I could be up for that. Yeah, totally. Yeah,
2: yeah. that actually might be very good.
1: No, that sounds I'm good. So Sammy yeah,
2: we'll. <laughs> yeah, yeah sign me up as a new thing. the um, <laughs> signs
0: up. He's like, oh, a new player. It's <laughs> a new player box. He
2: I think him and Dave moments. as
0: well. If I can just butt in for a, just a, a brief second. Hector, can you pull your microphone slightly closer to your mouth? Just a little bit. Is that better? Perfect. Uh better? T- yes, perfect now. Yeah. Just so I just just so you're on the same or volume as, as Val. That's alright, I'll cut that out. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> on the terrain side of things, um uh yeah it's 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 cool when you have a new community who is starting out in infinity and it's their you know uh, seeing what other terrain that community has on on offer. And uh, I know that the t- the tables at um your event on on Sunday were quite uh, quite a quite a variety of terrain types,
2: yeah, so we had uh we've obviously the majority of the tables have got the um c b terrain, the plastic card or whatever. Um that's that's served us great. um uh, also Mark provided a table as well, and then there was also a table that we bought from uh Alex um Alex David. I don't actually know his surname. That's I think like, he yeah, hides Alex. it on Facebook, but yeah. Yeah,
0: that's a gorgeous table. It's um, like a root it's a kind of like that a that thing's amazing. What how would you describe it? I think hex like a lost you, compound you, you, in you the might forest. It on a, like a, a lost. BCB. The it's like the so there's, it's a lot of like kind of square boxes but they're kind of ruined looking and there's like trees growing out of them that make them look like this mossy you play on that table at burn city brawl hector
1: uh no i didn't play but i've played in that table before and i personally yeah. as how it looks is one of my favorite tables ever Simply because it really brings you to the scale of infinity. When you look from far, it looks like somebody was trying to do a realistic scale model more than a table for a game.
0: Yeah, no, that's, a, that's yeah, a it's nice good. Really nice. Yeah, that's awesome.
1: A good, I can't, a, believe, a, yeah, I can't awesome. believe,
2: yeah, I can't believe the store scored that amazing, <laughs> amazing, amazing yeah. A table. Yeah,
1: there was also some... Um, and
2: uh, then, yeah,
0: some, obviously we... Oh, sorry, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, and then obviously we threw together some uh, two tables worth of train using a little bit... A uh, hodgepodge, 40k and fantasy terrain, and that worked okay. But that's that's
0: where the improvement uh, can definitely happen. So, yeah,
2: I don't think So it was just that about bad. um.
0: I th- I thought the fantasy stuff added a nice element to it, and then you know they broke it yeah. up with some forests and some bushes and some hedges, hmm. which I think are great. You know, to you know to differentiate from the typical sci-fi look. Um, you have a more of like yes. a west like a Westworld style table. You know, like oh, we're playing in a fantasy village um which you know why not why wouldn't you it's infinity it's like you know the future do we want
2: yeah so that, that the table we played on was probably the better of the two the number sorry excuse me the table two was probably the uh main one i'd want to fix it had two like had those big like towers which yeah had like four big towers and we try to make give them shadow zones so they can look Across the map, not down the map, sort of mm-hmm. deal. So you could sneak up on them in the shadow zone, uh, uh, behind the shadow zone, effectively, so to speak. Um, and it, it played okay, but it just didn't look the best. So, we'll, yeah. Anyway, it's it's just yeah, that's one of the learn from the event, as well as the fact that um, keeping the OP and VP is probably uh, for the best. Um,
0: and cool. yeah, no, it was, yeah, re- really good stuff. Really good stuff. Very, yeah, very. happy. It's part of having, having a new community, though. You're not going to have, you know. Um, 10 tables worth of infinity terrain exactly that's, so, right. that's right that's deal right with, deal with it how you you know however you, however you can okay mm-hmm. um nice. and I, I guess my only thing i was going to be saying was uh yeah just echoing what you've said about the event uh, i was down there for a couple of rounds i uh, had a really good time um got to meet some of the new players in geelong they all seem to be really nice i had a nice chat with one of the guys who i forget his name now he's playing uh vanilla combined and we we're we were chatting a little bit about Shazvasti units in vanilla and how he's like, Well, I want to add more Shazvasti units to my vanilla combined because I've got a shit ton of some Shazvasti units, like as do so many. Uh, of us. This is
2: John, this is probably John. John, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah.
2: The American guy. Yeah. Did he try or, to bring no? up any Marxist did he bring up any Marxist propaganda while you were talking to him or did he uh, leave that alone? No,
0: I think he uh, No okay. uh, <laughs> I think he'll leave that for our next
2: one. So he's an next, art next student. Year. Just for the listeners, he's a bit of an art student
0: right okay <laughs> it's an art so
2: a so
0: therefore yeah. he's, a, he's a he's a marxist yeah um that's, yeah, uh, no. that's what i thought you were when i for when i first met you val that
2: that's fair that's fair
0: <laughs> um yeah i've got nothing i don't think i have anything else to add there so we'll move on um so uh we'll move on to the challenges so as some of you may know it's now the third of may and we haven't posted winners from the april challenge that was because we only had um like two entries so we're gonna extend it for another month so for the month of may we will continue using the new fire team challenges and uh yeah send us in some reports of your uh, of how you've gone with the new fire team changes uh what you like what you don't like any nuggets of cool stuff you might have found and as always write them in as a google doc and send them to us at lossoflieutenant at gmail.com and uh, we'll also accept video submissions we do enjoy them um, Uh, robert cantrell if you're out there we'd love to see another fire team video that'd be great Uh, and then um uh, i think as we mentioned in the last episode there will be no quarter three challenge because of our new patreon instead um for the next three months or not three months now we're into may so uh, two months uh, if you sign up and join our uh, patreon as one of our uh, lovely cocks you will automatically go into the draw to um to um yeah basically to win a small box set of your choice from toy soldier imports and then the cool thing is the sooner you do it the more chance you have of winning so if you did it last month you'll you will um you'll have the, you'll get three entries into the draw and if you do it this month you'll get two and if you do it next month you'll get one so um sooner the better uh, and it's only three dollar dues a month to um become a a, a chain of command or a cock and you get to sit in and listen to us record our episode, as some of our patreons are doing right now. So um, and then you know heckle us from the. From sounds the... like a elaborate. From the. Sorry, I
2: was gonna say it sounds like an elaborate elaborate um pyramids game, to be honest.
0: Well, I mean that's what it's all about, right? We're trying to earn some money now. <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah. So what else have we got? So we've got that, and we have. Sorry, I'm in a hotel room in albury at the moment so i don't have my usual double screens i'm having to like flick between different um different uh, tabs uh so events i mean we've not really got any events coming up we've we know there's NovaCore, right that's happening in june but that's uh, as far as i'm aware is fully booked um does anyone else have any events they want to spruik any of our patreons have any events they want to spruik right now we'll shout out on the show we have well, our we've road got-
1: to NovaCore in melbourne isn't it yes that's right
0: Oh, we do. Yes, that's a good on one. The, yes.
1: On election yep. day. Uh,
0: this mm-hmm. is the day after election. So, yeah, that's a good one. The uh, day so, out. on the 22nd of May, uh, we have Road My? to Novacore, which is happening in uh, House of War in Ringwood in Melbourne. Uh, I think it's $20 entry. Peter Henry's running it. And it is three of the five missions from Novacore, which I think is just the day one missions. So,. You'll have to help me out here because I can't remember which the missions are, but I think it's, what, Countermeasures? Um...
1: Countermeasure Rescue and center. Right. Those are the three missions for the wow. event. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, cool. I'm not sure if they are the first three missions, but definitely all three are in the event. I will check it and let you know in a second.
0: Yeah, cool. Yeah, so we'll chuck up the event on our show notes. Uh, the tickets will be on. Uh, can we get from Facebook? Otherwise, you can get in touch with Peter Henry directly, who is the TO. And yeah, that'll be good. It's the day after the um, Australian federal election, so there will probably be some uh, some headaches uh, on the Sunday morning. Oh yeah. Uh, regardless of the results, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right.
0: Um, I was gonna say i um, uh
2: Geelong the Geelong monthly as well. Uh, so our next event will be on the twenty ninth of May, so the week after the Road to uh, be, uh, Road to mm-hmm. Uh and uh, the only mission that's locked in is Panic Room. Aside from that, wish that everything else is still to be announced, and twenty dollar entry, uh, twenty player limit. So yeah, the usual stuff. So everyone's welcome. Cool, and that's so that's the just
1: confirming here. For... Oh, sorry,
0: no, oh, no, go go for the Hector. Yeah
1: for Novakor unless uh, it has changed i have here the missions are first countermeasure second supplies third supremacy fourth rescue and fifth comm center from ids 10
0: excellent yeah thanks for that yeah it's a good it's a good lineup of missions uh keen to, keen to get them play get some games in on them um right and then lastly before we cut to a quick break uh, any news uh, out there in the community from CBE. I will admit, I don't think there's been much. Certainly hasn't um, been thinking about it.
2: Um, I've not seen anything that um, that's caught my eye, but I've been a bit busy. Um, I think WarCrow is kind of the, the main thing. There was a, a bit of a seminar, uh, a quick seminar uh, they did with the limited edition. Um, uh, Shikami, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was going to be. Oh
1: yeah. Good point.
2: That was very cool. Um, I think that's very cool. Um, and there was the limited run of the limited leftovers of um, what's its name? The Defiance. Well, there was a limited uh run of Defiance that they had left over, so I'm sure that'll make some people pretty upset or pretty happy. And the (laughs) final thing was um, yeah the uh, tag raid has uh, ended on Patreon, so the pledge manager so so that's all that's finalized, and uh, I don't think you can make any additions to a pledge, so that's that's closed. That's the only thing I can think of the top of my head.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, and uh, Ben uh, Bolshevik on the chat is saying the Mo Order ma- um, Order Masters are just HVTs, which I think is hilarious. Yeah, because <laughs> we got the the artwork for them in the Raven Eye book, and it's like the female with the glove, and she looks pretty menacing and badass. But turns out she's just going to oh, be a, she's just going to be an HVT the in Catholic? the next box. Um, <laughs> and the Kyle, that Kyle bloke. Oh, Kyle one. Hawkins. Oh, yeah, that's a an yeah thirsty that's dude. A, that's an unfortunate looking miniature. Um, I oh, mean, maybe, that's maybe not it's great, the, is it? Maybe it's just the render. Like, I, uh, I'm hoping it's just the render. But even the, the pose is very, um, yeah, not great. It looks like he's, it's, it looks like a fencer. It's like more of a fencer stance, if I,
2: if what I remember. Anyway, I don't know. I'm sure. Um, I'm a CB fanboy, so I have to back them all the way. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll
0: make it. The, I think the pose kind of reminds me of how they posed, um, the l- regular release Shona. You know how she's got like, she's got like kind of sword. Upwards and then the gun out in a very kind of 40k style. Um, then it wasn't a big fan of that at all, and I don't think I'm a big fan of Kyle Hawkins, but he's a great miniature. So um, hopefully the painted um, the painted version looks better. Who knows? Yeah. 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 So we got yeah. We'll, that. yeah exactly. as
3: as Sorry, what were you saying, Val?
2: I said, as Ben said, I only judge the model once it's painted, so we'll see how we go.
0: Yeah, fair enough. You know that's fine. Yeah, I don't like to yeah cast too much shade on miniatures that we just see a render for, but I mean I wasn't particularly impressed with it, especially when a, a minute when a a profile is so good and then the miniature is so meh. Mm. Um, that's disappointing. <laughs> um, the yeah, as you said, the shikami that was that was an uh, an unusual not well. It was a pleasant surprise, I think is what we could say about it, right?
3: Yeah, nah, it looks fucking cool. It looks really cool
1: yeah it's carrying. I guess that's called a Naginata
0: yep that's uh, right I think yeah. yeah so that looks that looks real real nice um yeah, I think that was about it from that I and mean, then like I just said like the Warcrow stuff, so I think tonight there be, there'll be a video out um showing the first miniatures. so you'll uh, probably be this will be already wrapped up by the time the video comes out but um looking forward to seeing that that's really exciting me and. Um, mm-hmm. We were going to be playing War Crow tomorrow with, uh, with with all the information that we have, which is very little. Which of the factions would you be playing, Hector?
1: Well, I heard about this called the Black Army.
0: Oh, the Black which Legion? Which is a mix
1: between all the races.
0: Ah. Yeah, Black Legion. Yeah, yeah. A
1: mix between all the races and it's ultra-trained people. It sounds interesting. Although I don't think I have the time to, to jump on it. I'm happy to playtest <laughs> it, but... Uh... But I don't think I, I'm gonna
0: get into it. What about you, um, Val? If you which if is any factions caught your eye so far, even though we've not seen any miniatures? I've literally
2: I've not watched any of the videos. I'm trying to not get myself uh, hooked on that, so
0: I've literally not looked.
1: Right. The most yeah. underpowered Val. Don't don't quit your
0: classes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Find the right. yeah, find the hipster faction. Yeah, I yeah, I, I'm gonna hold my reserve, my judgment until I see the miniatures. None none of the none of the stories, none of the backstories of them I've heard so far have particularly gripped uh, gripped me. But um, maybe the miniatures will change change that mind for me. Hopefully, I mm. found
1: very interesting the fluff behind the world. It's it's kind of a twist of the classic medieval fantasy game, oh. and I appreciate that a lot.
0: Yeah, no actually yeah. that that is a good that is a good one. Um I've been I've been I've been enjoying um reading and watching others like sci-fi mm-hmm. or fantasy um worlds and, and and like you know trying to find the similarities in them and that you know there's usually like, a common thread through them all but they all have these unique um mm-hmm. elements and so this one with the the magic you know working almost like a season is uh, is really cool so that that might be interesting and it'll also be interesting from a gameplay point of view hopefully too mm-hmm. and that's sort of like winds, yeah, winds of is... magic
1: yeah and my part is funny because I was hearing about it and I thought I want to read a novel <laughs> you give me a game but I want to read a novel about this so Corbus Belli if you are listening una novela por favor <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's yeah no that's, that's hey that's Carlos really hi <laughs> Uh, no, definitely. I'd love to. I'd love to read 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 more about the um, the what's it? What's the name of the world again? Wind? What? Dark worm? Well, wild, wild. Shit. such a bad. <laughs> so bad at this. What's the name of the world? I
2: actually don't know. Um, either. Oh, uh, wind. Wind worm. Wind worm. Thank you, Ben. So is glad it? we got the peanut gallery.
0: <laughs> Keeping us right. I mean, it's probably is that right. White windworm? Yeah, yeah, Ben would know. Ben would know. Windworm. Okay. He says he might be wrong. Fuck that. Kick him out. Kick him <laughs> out. <laughs>
3: uh, uh.
0: No, I am looking forward to it though. So um well, I think that's we we've managed to get through the um the initial bump in uh in record picking time chaps. So but we're gonna go for fuck. probably for a quick break. Um uh, fill our glasses before we get jumping, oh, jumped, jump, jump, jumping, jumping. Before we jump straight into Brizcon recap, uh you guys, all right? You you want a
1: quick break and then we'll come I'd back. I'd love
2: to check on my brown rice and get a beer. <laughs> <laughs> right,
1: okay. I'm gonna get some wine and change the water to the canary, as we said in Spanish.
2: Perfect, thank you. Right, okay. We'll, uh, we'll get we'll like the canary. Canary is like yeah,
0: uh euphemism for his penis. I just got it.
1: <laughs> yeah, they are the islands, okay, but we refer to. Wait a minute. To, Hang
0: on, do you want, do you want to see that? Do you want to say that again, Hector? Because I'm, I'm intrigued. I missed it.
1: Mm-hmm. We are gonna change the water to the canary, or I go to change the water to the canary, like
0: a ah. bird. Oh, yeah, oh there, you know, right. I'm going right. to peace. Yes. Okay. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll be right back <laughs> after after we pee. Not worth it. Not worth <laughs> make it. Sure to put on out, make sure you don't <laughs> cut
1: Honestly.
0: Make sure you don't cut that out. I won't.
1: For sure, please.
0: See you guys soon. (laughs) Welcome back, listeners, to the second half of the show, where we're going to break down uh, the recent BrizCon adventure that uh, the Victorians went up to in Brisbane and uh, came back... pretty victorious Um, as we said before we've got um, the the man who won the event eventually on the show is Hector along with myself and Val we also had another uh, three other Victorians come up for the event and we all did we all did pretty well so um, we'll we'll briefly just go over the sort of the format for the event the mission lineup Uh, we'll talk about um, the, the breakdown of the missions what we thought of the missions uh, the lists, and then the just the general uh, vibe, I guess, of of the weekend. Um, our games, evening activities, the venue, the tables, the usual sort of stuff. <laughs> we'll, we'll break them all down. Um. So yeah, Briscon it happens in Brisbane. It's part of a larger convention, so there wasn't just uh Infinity happening there. There was um Fantasy Ninth Age, Kings of War, Flames of War, I believe, uh, a few other games. I can't remember now, because it was a fairly, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was like a big con, but there was like different sheds that, and we were just in one of the many sheds, so I didn't really get to see anything. Did you guys get to see any yeah, of the other I didn't
2: games? Get... No, unfortunately. I wish I did, but no, I no. didn't. I you take Hector, a bit no? of
1: fresh air when I, when I have the, I mean, and just go outdoors and enjoy the sun, but there was not much sun, I have to say. Yeah, that was, that Brisbane, was. Brisbane, what happened to you?
0: <laughs> they we, we we brought the weather yeah. i guess we brought the weather from melbourne probably the best <clears incentive, throat> uh, explanation yeah i was pretty shook at how cold it was. Well, uh, how cold it was um so yeah so the event yeah, was, was, was 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 ran by uh by Vizzy. uh he's a a long time a long time uh, infinity player and member of the community um has run many events up in brisbane and uh, yeah, and he put on a he put on a really really great event. Um, so the five missions that he chose were um, in order: um, armory, panic room, supplies, acquisition, and decapitation. We had the two armory missions first up, followed by supplies on day one, and then day two, acquisition and decapitation. So we'll maybe uh, you know talk briefly amongst ourselves about those missions and what we thought about those missions and um, how we sort of built lists into them. So um, Hector, do you want to go first?
1: Sure thing. Well, um, I've been playing Pano Vanilla for a while. I took it as a personal challenge. I'm mainly a sectorial player and I thought, okay, what armies do I have that I would like to challenge myself with? And I thought, you know, not many people play in Vanilla Pano and let's see how they can do with the changes. So I start toying around with them and I start checking the, the missions for the tournament. And for my understanding, two, uh, two missions pair very well, which are, as you can expect, uh, Panic Room and the Armory, both based on controlling a central, a central room. Maybe the, not the most well-fitted for Panilla Pano, but um, I thought, well, let's give it, a, give it a go. I took a classic uh, John the Arc list. But uh, nowadays it has changed uh, a bit, because back in the day you throw John the Ark inside and all the regular troops you can find in the army, and then you build up from there and tailor it towards the mission. But now, since we have the cap of the 15, 15 troops, that has changed slightly. So with that thinking on board, what I did is like, okay, um, I want to play Mendoza in both lists simply because I believe he's the best alpha striker in Vanilla. That can be, of course, discussed and argued, but personally, that's uh, that's what the way I see it, and I wanted to play him in both lists. So Mendoza came in, and after I bring two units that I think that are changing the most how Vanilla Pano is played. And I find difficult not to pick them up. The first one is the Beast Hunter. And personally the camouflage forward deployment 8 inches profile, I think, is uh, <laughs> making honor to his own name, is a beast. Um that for 17 points with two flamethrowers, panzer Faust, you know, plus two damage combat, total I think they have terrain, total and stealth. Yeah. yeah. So a cam- not yeah, a Camo marker for Vanilla Pano 8 inches up the field is just, is just gold. And those heavy flamethrowers and AP mines is just so complete and so good and give us that extra push for your units. That's one of the, one of them. And the other is Uma Somersen. I tried her before uh, in Winter 4 and for her points he was pricey. I didn't make it work very well, but now it has dropping points, is forward deployment and inches, and as another camo marker. So all of a sudden you have this pair that both are camo mimetic um, and minus three, so it could be either or. And especially for uh, the Armory, Uma Sorensen is um, essential personnel, so she can control the room. That was my starting point. So just recapping briefly, John D'Arc, Mendoza, Uma Sorensen, and the Beast Hunter, all in the same group. And I throw inside as well to complete that group um, a Knight Hospitalier HMG, a Motorized Bounty Hunter, a Bolt Killer Hacking Device, a Warcore, and a Tech Beam. So, multiple attack vectors there. And a couple of units that can uh, use camo, like for instance, the Bolt is, is capable of cyber masking and pushing up the field. The Knight Hospitalier is just a shooting platform, but thanks to John the Arc, uh, the Knight of Hospitalier can duo with the motorized Bounty Hunter, which is extremely useful, not only because it makes you more order efficient, but even more because the Knight of Hospitalier is frenzy. So when he's in the duo, you can go on the kill with him and still remind him as, as a regular unit. And to complete this Very list, cool. I this... Hmm. Yeah, feel free to interrupt me I <laughs> going that a rampage yeah, of talking mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And nice. in the second group, I didn't have many points left, so I went only for three troops. So Clipper Dronebot, I found the Clipper is more used now in M4 because with all the hackers and the targeting in reactive, in the reactive um, well uh, turn, you can make use of him. But actually, I have played him without the hackers, and he does just fine. His uh, shooting range is quite long, so you can deploy them very at the very back of the field. And for a mission like the armory, they can blow up quite easily if you don't <laughs> miss the rules. The how is called the the antennas that protects the Oh the during the panic bi- room
0: biotech four antennas or what they're called
1: ah uh, yeah 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 yep so that that's what they So you just shoot those. She does. Didn't have time well I couldn't I couldn't do it during the tournament, but I did it in preparation games and it works nice. And the other two units on that second group is the Trauma Dog plus one palbot because all my units are well not remotes except the Clipper. And then the Monstracker uh drop bear because he's the cheapest engineer. And if you come across uh, you know a heavy heavy hacking faction like nomads or or combined army, well you can get out of trouble during the Arc, Mendoza or the other troops. Hmm.
0: So that was at least one. Yeah, I like I like and, the, uh, um, I like the idea of um combining the motorized bounty hunter with um I guess they just a whole package of Joan, right? And everyone's like, Oh yeah, you know, it makes everything regular. But then you're like, well now they're regular, I can now coordinate orders with them mm-hmm. all. I can now put them in a duo mm-hmm. with, with other things. Like that it's not just the extra order, it's also the utility of being able to do all those extra things, which is really cool.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I like yeah, I the
2: missile idea on the panic room. I think that's really clever. Mm. Having the missile yeah. splash the um, mm-hmm. antennas.
0: I think that's wow. I, I mean, you can't the, actually splash the antenna. That's... You can't. You can You have
1: to. You have to target another splash. Mm. Correct. Yeah, you've got you. You have to target shot. the antenna uh, and go hit mode. But um, you should be on fifteens if you deploy them correctly. So fifteen, one die, but then it's explosive, and you know it's it's an easy roll. And you have three orders there, so if you don't have anything better to do, you just spend in there. And if you blow one antenna, well, the opponent has to start figuring out what to do with the units that were around there and probably now are in the open.
0: Yeah, it's not something I see happen. Yeah, um, see, cool.
1: I see get uh, get
0: used very often. I mean, I know when I when I deploy, I'm like, I hope no one's got like you know like a fire back or or a missile launcher that's just looking at that um, antenna. Um, I think whenever I think on at least on my table that I played on, the the, the panic room um, antennas were um, somewhat you know hidden, obscured, like they weren't in the open. You know, mm-hmm. there was some there was some cover mm-hmm. next to them, so mm-hmm. you could you could use them as a as a you know a safe a safe haven. But yeah, for sure, like if somebody mm-hmm. wants to uh, somebody wants to blow them up, blow them up, it could really ruin your day
1: yeah and a couple of thoughts in that clipper drum bot right is we are talking there 16 points it is so cheap and as a reactive pitch is uh, mid game you push it out of a building where it was hidden or whatever and cover a big long range lane that's a problem that's uh something even if you have attack it's not something you you want to encounter necessarily and if you lose it Having a monster tracker nearby is most likely can take a hit and come back. So yeah, it's on itself without the hacker. I find it it can be useful if you have the extra SWC.
0: Yeah, nice. Um, I do guess you want you, me to
1: jump in the other.
0: You might as well talk about your other list as well, actually. Then we'll, while while we're at it, and then we'll 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 go around and and do, everyone can do that.
1: Sure. Well, the other list is then for supplies acquisition and decapitation. We start in a similar manner. We have John the Arc. Uh, by the way, both in both lists, uh, we are talking multi-rifle version. Mendoza, because we want to spread the, the love in form of fire. <laughs> and then here, I wanted to try the duo, uh, another duo, which was the Carhu Feuerbach. Uh probably very well known by everyone. I really think that Corbus Belly was uh thinking hard how, how to do the best medium infantry shooting unit in the game. And they came out with the Carhu and well when I play Pano I love them. When I play against them I hate them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a really really, Amen. really rough okay. unit. Amen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so in this second list, uh, in that first group, I have John Arc, the Carhu fireback, and then the motorized bounty hunter. So again, they both become a regular and they can pair up, and I found that quite fantastic. Is this the eighth or
0: was second one? So I just the back, back yeah, back. always
1: always go for the some machine gun chain call plus one burst.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah.
1: For eight points, I have a regular order in a motorbike, and it's just well too cheap to be true, but mm-hmm. somehow true. And then I have for this list I throw in another Bounty Hunter, uh, same profile because John the Arc, of course, and also because in acquisition you have uh, another bike for free, which is I pick personally Red Fury One, and that secondary mo- Bounty Hunter goes uh, pair up with uh, well two of them. I have two duos, and I found that as a big change for Vanilla Pano. So for the remaining of the first list uh, we have there, we are talking John the Arc, Mendoza, the Carhu, two motorized vanty hunters, a Crocman hacker that has been performing pretty well, a Zulu Cobra um, killer hacking device, a Trauma Dog Paul bot, and a Beast Hunter as well, and finally a Fugazi, seven points. That's group one, and for group two, we have a Sierra Dronebot, so a TR bot, and a monster tracker, and they both accompany, of course, by the tech B and the worker. So this list is fourteen orders. I couldn't do it to fifteen, but I was pretty pretty happy with the with the result.
0: Yeah, right. Did you did you try to did you try to get the uh, fifteen? What what was your thinking about? Um, what were you going to drop if you wanted to get fifteen?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I normally build the the bonds of the list, which in my case were John dArc and Mendoza. Then bring. Bring so many regular orders and the people doing the mission. Since supply acquisition have uh, are very demanding from the point of view of the hacking presence, I wanted to have a Crocman, um, because you know it can appear whenever you want it, and a Zulu Cobra to counter counter the opponent hacking capability, and also because it's a decent shooting unit. And uh, once I do that, I could fill in to 15 orders, but uh, then I shave back and I say, well, if I bring with a cheaper unit, then I do the Beast Hunter 17 points and I have a double and flamethrowers. So personally, I don't mind to sacrifice an order if I get more punch or more units that uh, all of a sudden I can punch. It's just a balance between how many units you have that can be aggressive versus how many orders you have to feed them. You know, you, do you have to f- ha, do you prefer to have three punching hard units and fifteen orders, or maybe four hard punching units and thirteen orders? So finding the right balance there.
0: And you, and you've got a little bit of um, redundancy there because you've got two duos and you've got Jones' um, inspiring leadership as well that gives you that free coordinated mm-hmm. order every turn. So you know, even though you've you've lost an order, you've kind of you've you've got efficiency elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. probably don't feel it as much.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I found with those type of lists, when you end up uh, with 10 orders plus 3 or plus 4, you I, I go two ways. But in those two lists, I went in the way that I have 10 orders in group 1. When I lose units, I bring them from the second group. And that's that's how it goes. I yeah. played military orders before, and I split them in a different manner. I will go 7 and 8. But um, I found for vanilla, this was working much more effectively.
0: Yeah, right. Ten and, so 10, 4, and then... Um you just banked on I guess losing something in on in group one to to refill it in group mm-hmm. two shouldn't mm-hmm. usually be too difficult to do.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Excellent. Oh thanks. And and then again your um your split was um Armory Panic Room for one list and then the other list was the mm-hmm. other three. All mm-hmm. right. Val, do you wanna um do you wanna give us your list breakdown and your thoughts on the missions?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, um I followed the same footsteps as Hector. Um I made a list for Armory and Panic Room and then another list for Fires acquisition
0: DCAP. So,
2: sorry, hang the Armory and Panic Room? Oh, sorry, sorry, uh, that, yeah,
0: sorry. Same again. Sorry. I, I just missed you there. So you you did see first two and then last three.
2: That's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So 1 and 2 and then three, four, five uh, 4, 5 had another. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So so basically um so, for Armory and Panic Room, I use the list uh, um, that I've used before. So, quite an aggressive list with a lot of patriot um, troops trying to kind of get in there. Um, it's split in uh, two groups. Group one has eight orders. So, it's an Osnat with a Vulcan shotgun, a Ratharach NCO, three Predators, um, a Zerat Killer Hacker, two Ikadrons. So, that's group one. Now, that is my five man link. So they're all regulars. Um, that team is the one that gets into the uh, room first. Um, then, group two has a Z RAT with a uh, multi marksman rifle, two Data a Kendrit and Krakot Renegade. The Krakot Renegade has a submachine gun. The favorite, the favorite um, duo. They're a duo. Yeah, they're, they're a duo. So, um, uh, and they both have forward deployment. And then there's a raicho with Mind dispenser and a Vanguard Lieutenant. So the idea was uh consider the reason I went heavy on the Zerats and the Kendron and Krakot is because they all have forward deployment and they don't have marker states. So I figured, you know what, even if they fail on Panic Room to forward deploy, yeah. I don't really doesn't really cost me anything. And if they succeed, it's just a bonus. Um the right I went with the mind dispenser just to make it even more difficult uh, to get into the room because I'd be dispensing mines and keeping the Raichos right as my gunfighter while everyone else uh, pushed in uh the main the main principle was counter attack counterpunch so to, so to speak so the idea would get the Osnat, the ratrack and the predators into the room round one, force the opponent to commit something to the room uh, round one and I'd counterpunch with either Kendra. Uh, the Osnat or the Raktorak, who would be sitting outside, because it's... Um, and whatever they throw in there, I'd have either really strong close combat troops or Vulcan shotguns days coming to do damage. Um, if they chose to sit back, I had the Z-Rat with the multi-mask rifle go hunting, or the Raicho just throw mines everywhere. Um, so well, that's kind of the, the Raktor... idea behind... Yeah, is the
1: Raktorak essential personnel?
2: Yeah, that's right. He's, uh, he's NCO, so he's essential per, uh, yeah. personnel as well as Kendrit as well. so and number two um, as well. They were both essential. Yeah, that's right, number two as well. That's right.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so so yeah, yeah, I had two essential personnels there.
0: Nice. Now, the, the mine dispenser one also has a heavy shotgun, right? Is that right? Yes. Yeah, cool. That's nice. Gives you some ability, because obviously you can't put him in the room in armory, but um, he doesn't, it doesn't matter so much, because he can still um, threaten the room with his shotgun and mines.
2: Yeah, that, yeah. so he's very much a support piece. He, he enables people. So I've got a bit of smoke in there to cover my uh, cover my approach with the two rises and the, uh, the Osnat. So I definitely have got the smoke to cover my approach, plus the big shadow zone from the building uh, in the middle because often they're infinite height. Mm-hmm. Um, but in case I do have to fight something, the Raichers should be able to win fight against most things
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, with enough orders to it. So that was uh yeah, that was probably my more successful list, um out of the two. Uh, so if you guys are happy I'll move on to my second one.
0: Yeah, I mean um nope. I guess the only question I had was Any question? Did you um running running a tag in something like an hmm? armory mission is like for panic room it doesn't matter, right? Because the doors are big enough. But even then it can still sure. be a bit of a, a liability because you know they're Big stompy robots, and they don't often do that well up close, especially if they're up against something that's a, a camo, um, you know, unit or close combat unit. Did you mm. did you go into making this list, you know, with the idea of having a tag in it, or did you think about it and go, well, or well, you know, I can maybe surprise people with having a tag in, in this in this in this mission, um, given that some people might discount them, seeing as they can't actually get in the armory. You know, it's 80 points that literally can't get yeah. inside. Like, what was yeah, your, what was I designed the.
2: Yeah, I designed the list with uh, um, Predator Link as the core uh, idea. So I needed, I needed, I had the PredaLink, Link. So I'm like, okay, that's that's my core idea that needs to get in. there. And then, um, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have a whole bunch of other models that are gonna get in there, but they all have one wound and they're all gonna have short range firepower. So what's something that complements and supports that idea? Mm-hmm. And that was the right show. That was the obvious. That was because all- I don't have much ARO except the two Flashbot Ikadrons, and maybe some close-in arrow from the predators. Um, I, I'm like, if I need an arrow piece, I need, I've got Raicha, Or if I need uh, a gun, a, a gunfighter that can take down um, aero presence, I've got the Raito. So, um, so that, that was kind of the, the
1: thing. Not to forget that the pilot is assault pistol plus one burst, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So yeah, she yeah, can isn't. go guns blazing into the armory. room. Yeah. Has discharges too,
0: just for extra. Extra low. Or
2: some giggles? Yeah, the Vanguard uh, lieutenant was obviously gonna hide next to the van um the whole yeah. time.
1: That's what a am brings into his pocket in the morning, right? They wake up, they put a banana in one pocket and they uh, charge on the other and mm-hmm. they're ready. That,
0: ready for the and day. That's it. The banana ready is ready for the action, baby. <laughs> so the, what uh, was your so what was your uh, second list?
2: So my second list was a list I didn't play test. Um, I'm pretty happy with it, but um, I just need a little bit of practice to get this to work. So it's my bit of a hipster list. It's basically um, oh, two Harris and a core. So basically, I have Kornak not as the lieutenant, a Rodok with strategic deployment, and Anyat. Uh-huh. Um, so that's a Harris and they forward deploy four inches. Then I've got a Rindak paramedic with uh forward deployment. Plus eight inches and multi rifle plus one burst. So, this is the model that can't be part of the uh, link team because it doesn't have the FT option. Um, then, I got two Kai Talks heavy rocket launchers, so they're the heavy infantry with Frenzy. Um, I got a Syriat HMG with uh, Lieutenant plus one order and bot firewall. Uh, I got a Morit Vanguard K1 sniper, an R drone with flash, and finally, going to the second group. We got an OSNAT FTO, a Rattrak NCO, Garki, and two Predators. So basically, the, uh, this list was designed to take advantage of um, the 16-inch deployment that was had in acquisition and decapitation. Mm. Um, I both lists struggle to supply, but I use this. Is, the second list is the one that I use for supplies. Um, and it didn't do, go, go go too well, but that's okay. Um, yeah, so yeah, I like it's a couple, a uh, bit of interesting. Yeah, no, it's actually really fun to play. Um, Kornak, uh for deploying and being able to just gunfight without the threat of losing three orders was pretty pretty interesting. Um, Anyat can always join the call link and make it a five man if need be, so you can kind of play around with that and duo cornak and Rodok. There's a there's a lot of depth to this list, and that's why it needs practice, to kind of. Um, get it uh ticking so which i didn't really get to do so that's so what was excuse.
0: it so use yeah Cor- it was- so it's cornak anya and a rodok rodok strategic ah, deployment hmm. yep and then the second one second one was a k1 k1 marks k1 sniper
2: k1 sniper wow. uh so hmg mm-hmm. with
0: tinbot and two kai tok heavy rocket launches oh fuck that's heavy on the wait did you have any swc left Ah, <laughs> uh, point five.
1: I had so no, nah, I got pretty close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, right. um, so yeah no, they heavy. If oh, if okay. you go second, you will drop Anjad in that one and do do that Exactly. Two... Yeah, yeah. Two exactly. And, the, and then the two Kai Tox.
2: Uh, yeah, they're monsters on Aero. They're yeah, they're benefiting from plus three. Uh, plus three BS. So they're sitting fifteen ballistic skill because it's ah uh, all more at linked.
0: Yeah, I think we discussed mm-hmm. it in the last episode the Rendak, that plus eight inches does seem like a really uh, a really great unit. Um, it can do She's a lot. amazing. It can do a lot. It's tough. It's a specialist. It's got climbing plus. It's got a good gun. That's burst four. It's crazy good. Mm-hmm. And then your second group, then, is just your core that you're just, you know, throwing at Yeah, so
2: that's. Or... So... Yeah, the difficulty for the the difficulty for this list was, um, you either have to bounce the core link between the group two, two and group one, or you have to rely that your more Vanguard's going to drop to one, he's going to get killed, but he's going to take enough orders away uh, or be enough a noose um, for the opponent, and then you can just have two Harrises in group one and one uh, calling in group two.
0: I mean, but, would the, would the um, intention be then if your opponent, if you did get first turn, that's effectively seven orders you could throw into that core with the Gakis?
3: Yeah, because
2: that's you, right. Exactly right. You've got There's five plus
0: a the two from the Surya, yeah? Yeah, and they're not—they're going to dock that one. They're not going to dock the second the second combat grip. They're never. Yeah, no. and if you start
2: sixteen inches up, right? Yeah, you're going to so, be
0: on yeah, top of them pretty yeah. quick. Yeah, the six—you know, obviously, the, because the Oz is six four, the Gak is just six six. Okay, sure, the Rack Track's four four, but I mean, at some point, you're just like whatever, eat um berserk into something, climbing plus up the up the wall, kill an arrow piece. But uh, it sounds like maybe you nah, didn't get the opportunity. Maybe the tables were too open, perhaps. Uh, but we'll discuss that in the yeah. <laughs> in the yeah, as, we we'll, we'll through, we'll as we go through. will get as we go through. Anything else you want to talk about your lists? Um, no, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, look, uh,
2: I think yeah, I was happy with both them. Happy with both lists.
0: Cool. No, that's good. I mean, I I, I like them both. I, yeah, I like the inclusion of a right show. Monkey and power. Like Monkey power. Yeah. Monkey. So strong. Monkey strong. Uh so my list <laughs> then. So I took Shazvasti to the event. Excuse me. Um where is my list? Is, okay, so I had two lists. So my first list, um so I went a slightly different road than you guys with splitting them up. Um I did I did definitely split them into Armory Panic Room uh for one list, but my other but the my list for Armory and Panic Room was also designed to do decapitation. So this is my Sphinx list. So it's um, it is uh, it's a Sphinx, obviously. Uh, it's a Sphinx with a specular mine layer, uh, two a Caliban Engineer with two slave drones, uh, a Q-drone Plasma because I figured Plasma might be more useful in Armoury and Panic Room, which it turned out it was, uh, a Caliban Chain of Command, mostly included him for um, Panic Room as an essential personnel, Mentor Lieutenant, um, a Nox Hacker, um, and then group two was an R-drone and four Tigers with DA CC weapons. Um, so the intention of this list was essentially, yeah, push your opponent's shit in with a sphinx. Um, use a speculo to remove uh, troublesome AROs. Um, I have an engineer that kind of sits sits back and, or sorry, he's, he's, he's forward deployment. He can have two slave drones. He's in a camel state, but the two slave drones aren't. I'm able to move the slave drones around without exposing the engineer until I obviously have to go repair something. And I've got a Sphinx and a Q-Drone that I can use to repair. And then the engineer, the Caliban itself, the two Calibans themselves are very useful in CC, um, are a decent specialist for, um, for uh, uh, doing things like uh, the classifieds. Um, the, the Knox Hacker was really just there because I felt like I needed hacking presence in the list. But I didn't have enough points for an actually good hacker. So he, he made his way in there because of that. And then obviously the taggers, because taggers are great. Who the fuck? Sorry, did you have a question?
1: Yeah, uh, no, I it's one. A uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I do have one. Um, why you didn't you bring the speculative main layer? Why did I or why didn't I? Yeah, uh, why, why you didn't, or you did. I oh did. yeah, it was a main layer.
0: I did, yes. Ah, oh, yeah, did. yeah, correct, correct, Yes, I did. Okay, I did okay. bring I the speculum Mine uh,
1: Layer. Spoiler yeah. alert in our game.
0: Ah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, the speculum Mine Lair um, is, is great. Um, I used to run it all the time in N3. I'm finding myself um, to- tossing up between it and the boarding shotgun now, though. I find the boarding shotgun mm. is really useful as an alpha strike piece because you can do that thing where you just walk into a link team, reveal yourself, you're in CC. Dang and then you're like your opponent's like ah shit do i do i cc and then break the link and dodge or do i shoot you and if you shoot then i just put two templates on your entire link team whereas you can't do that with the specular mine layer you've got the mine but you the mine doesn't work as well it doesn't work quite the same way when you've got a combi rifle as your backup um so yeah yeah um it, very some very straightforward less um I've been wanting to try to run the Sphinx, I haven't really run it in N4 because I'm not convinced it's great, but um, yeah, it was it was a fun list to run. Uh, my other list was um, was my camel list, and this was for supplies and was meant to be for acquisition, but it didn't see acquisition for reasons, which we'll get into. So um, this is my camel spam list. So this is a list, a variation of a list I've been running for quite a while. Um, but I decided to do something different in this list to just try something else out. So what we have here is we have an uh Caliban Spitfire with MSV1, a Shrouded Hacker, a Shrouded Killer Hacker, a Shrouded Mine Layer, a Speculo Mine Layer, a Malignos Killer Hacker, a T-Drone Missile Launcher, a Mentor Lieutenant, a hacker, and then a um, the bounty hunter, which was a free one, and then group two was four Tigers and an R drone. So this list has
1: two, how many hackers you have there?
0: Two hackers, and two hackers, and two Keller hackers.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Which is making me think I should have run that list against you, Hector. But we'll get we'll get into
1: that. Um, <laughs> I was thinking the same. <laughs> It's like yeah. shit, I don't want to face that. <laughs> yeah, and
0: I've got then and basically the difference from this list to my normal camel spam list is I basically the addition of the T drone. Um typically I would have a Q drone or a Noctopher in this list. I've been finding that the Noctofer has not been able to hit the broadside of a barn and the <laughs> Q drone doesn't doesn't mesh as well with the list because the Q drone is kind of a it's a target for people. It's out usually on some sort of aero duty and it can get killed really easily. Whereas a T drone, I can put on a rooftop pro, and no one needs to see it. But I can still play a part in the game because I've got four ha- I've got two hackers on the on the table, plus um, several, mm. plus plus several repeaters. So the plan, in the, uh, Now this list is lacking in punch because you've only got the Caliban Spitfire and the Speculo Mine Layer. But you do bear in mind that you've got I've got plenty of combi rifles that are with with, mim- with mimetism. I've got malignos with mimetism minus six in a combo rifle. They're all BS twelve. They've all got regen. They're still capable gunfighters in close range um, with that use, utilizing that mimetism. And then you've always got the tigers to um, basically soften up an opponent. So um, I really like running this this style of list. Um, it really, you know, obfuscates what I've got. And the Caliban Spitfire, if it gets on a run, it can do a hell of a lot of damage. Nasty, nasty, shazwasty. Yeah, yeah. So this, that, that, those are my two lists. And that list, list was specifically for supplies and acquisition, and then the other one was for decap, armory, and panic room.
2: Yeah, um, I really like your second list. It's, it really plays into that Shazvasti uh, style, and yeah, that op- 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 obfuscation and that, uh, you know, uh, cloak and dagger. I really, I really do like that. And you got hackers for days to really stop their heavy infantry should they present it.
0: That's right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've got like seven cool. camp. I've got seven. I've got, I think it's seven or eight camo markers on the table, plus two things in hidden deployment. <laughs> um, yeah, it's amazing. You know, that's, and then there's four
2: taggers. I used to play.
0: Yeah, and that's yeah. and that's and I've really enjoyed playing this kind of this kind of list, and and I think I like the way this list plays. Um, it's just the the issue is if your if your if your Spitfire goes down early and you've got arrows to deal with and your 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 Speculo can't get to them, then you can be in for a bit of a bit of um, bit of trouble, but. Again, it's for certain missions mm-hmm. which rely on you know not necessarily engaging your opponent uh, face uh, head on. You know missions like supplies and missions like acquisition where you can, you can play the mission without actually killing your opponent too hard. Okay, mm. so we'll move on. Uh, so we've done that. We've done the mission breakdown. Um, the missions, I guess, the missions in general, I thought were fine. Um, the only thing I thought was maybe a, um, was the fact that we had armory and panic room first which meant that the... It, well, on the one hand, it's good because the tables are set up for them. But on the other hand, then you've got this two rounds. You've got round one, then lunch, then round two, then straight into round three, and you're still playing on the same tables with this big fucking, you know, um, infinite height thing in it, which can really... It, I mean, you guys know, right? Playing in objective missions, they really skew the table. Um, so doing mm. it for the yep. for essentially doing it for the first three rounds, kind of mm. it it may it created like I wouldn't say similar games, but all the tables therefore became somewhat similar because of that.
3: Mm.
1: But you can soften that by in the third mission it doesn't need to be infinite height, right? So you are restricted to the real height, and you allow shooting to happen above.
0: That's true. Mm, well, yeah, I find the issue small difference,
1: though, but. Yeah,
0: I find the issue with that, though, is, is is it depends on the rest of the table. So if you have, you know, I know I played on a few um, fairly open tables, yeah, where you have this kind of fishbowl. Well, what will happen if you effectively remove the armory from the middle of the table, you have a fishbowl where you've got buildings on the outside, and then, like, nothing high in the middle, and everything just shoots into the middle. So I find myself playing yeah. um, round three with the infinite height building, which, which made the table perfect to play on. But um, I feel like yeah. if you're going if you're, if you're to run two armory missions, put them on day two, because they're, they're, there's only two missions on day two, and then you don't have to worry about um And you can always rejig the tables at the end of round three mm-hmm. to make them work yeah. for for those missions. Did you guys have any thoughts on the mission? Yeah, I guess
1: in that in that situation I would I could talk with my opponent and say, what if we play the panic room as a, the room it is, a non accessible roof, but roof. So people cannot shoot from above, nobody can get on it, but at least when you get in the room you're safe from you know, from being exposed to the whole table. That could be a yeah. way, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. Actually the other thing hmm. i would like, like to say as well as what you said earlier on, Val, is I do enjoy sixteen inch deployment missions. Um, so acquisition and decapitation having 16-inch deployment really changes what happens on turn 1 um, you know just mm-hmm. being able to like <laughs> just fucking bum rush somebody real hard um, and, and <laughs> you've also got so much more um, real estate to work with with with, with like hiding your stuff um, so I, mm-hmm. I really like those missions that um, use 16-inch deployment
2: yeah I think vis- I think the mission selection for Briskon was extremely extremely challenging i think i think he's uh i'd probably agree with what you guys said in terms of changing the mission order i think the mission selection is fucking great though because you've got two armory missions two 16 inch deployment missions and one 12 inch deployment heavy heavily specialist focused mission with a real good balance between going first and second the supplies you can win going first supplies you can win going second supplies you can win by just watching the like, but, in terms of like list building, it was a nightmare. Like it made it easy in the sense that you know, yeah, you build for armory and panic room. That's obvious, but then the other mission, you are like, oh, I need specialists and I need guys who forward deploy, but I also need gunfighters because there's dK yeah yeah, it was it was a real mind fight, but I don't know about mm-hmm. how you guys
3: found it
0: yeah, well, that's that's exactly why I made my made made my list uh, you know heavy specialist list that was only going to be doing the specialist missions. then the other list was just for the killing um. But yeah i, I agree mm, i okay. agree it was i agree definitely it was a, it was a challenging lineup it was it was an enjoyable lineup i did i did like i do supplies yeah. i find is one of my hardest missions to win i just find it very um i like the mission but i find it can be just such a it can really just end on a knife edge um especially if you don't yeah. have first, yeah. if you've got um first turn it can yeah really 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 challenging i do find a lot of these missions rewarded going second though like Armoury, Panic Room, Acquisition, right? Very much you can just win on the Man. last mm-hmm. last dice roll. Supplies mm-hmm. can go either way. I find Supplies fairly balanced. Like you can Alpha Strike mm-hmm. hard, but Acquisition less so, I guess, because you have that it rewards going second, but you've got the 16-inch deployment zone to push if you go first. And Decapitation, I mean, I guess going first is probably better, but not necessarily. There's not a big mm-hmm. swing either way. Although you can say about most missions, most missions were reward going second probably than first, but none like none of these I thought were too horrendous. Mm.
1: I totally relate to you on that thinking. Um, One of the advantages of playing Vanilla Pano is striking power is not something you lack on, (laughs) and I thought okay, I would like to go second because the mission favored that, but if I go first, I want to hit hard, and that's why, for instance, Mendoza was. a solid player in all my all my games.
0: Yeah, and I think that's sure. a, that's the that's the other thing I went into the game as well with like running the Sphinx. I was like, well, look, if I you know if if I play if I'm in armory or panic room, I want to go second. But if I lose the role and I'm forced to go first, I don't care. I've got a Sphinx, you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna mm-hmm. just push that down mm-hmm. your throat and do as much damage as, as damage as I can so you can't win the mission. Um, you know, supplies. Uh, obviously I take my camel list for which is very um null deploy which means I can, I'm can. i happy mm. to go first or second. And in acquisition, uh, it could go either way, again, because of the 16-inch deployment zone. You could go
1: hard, or you could be mm. cagey and go second and still uh, win the day. Not to mention that Alpha Striking uh, Shots Bust is it's not a thing. Unless you carry a sensor, it, I don't think it's going to work. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. That's a very
0: good point. Yeah, yeah. so I think I, I liked... I liked Playing Shazvasti into these mission sets, for the, for those reasons. Um, mm. All right, so I mean, we'll we'll get we'll get into the games. We'll we'll talk briefly about how we got to Brizcon. So um, we all travelled up separately, I believe, the six of us. Uh, I think we all left on the Friday night, some later than others. Eh, Hector?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I arrived. I pretty much arrived the next day. <laughs> My flight got delayed, and I have the pleasure of enjoying the airport time, like three hours oh, waiting time. Oh, uh, gross.
3: Yes, yeah, so I expected had,
1: uh, to arrive there and find you all a smash in the house we were sharing, and instead I found you all in bed sleeping. Like birds. very seriously.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're well, taking yeah, very God. seriously. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, uh, that's my team. That's my team. We were getting, we were getting first our in beauty fun. sleep. <laughs> mm. Yeah, like I think, yeah, you guys got there first. We had a, we had an Airbnb booked. Uh, it's very nice Airbnb, quite close to the city center, not too close to the venue, but it, we, I also hired a car, so we were only about 15 minutes drive away. Uh, which was which was nice um um yeah i thought the house was great it was good to have everybody in one place where we could have a few drinks and uh and, and, and chat but uh yeah it was a bit of a later arrival for myself and even later for you hector but we got up we got listen mm. early on the on the on the saturday drove to the event um and yeah we basically went, got straight into it didn't we? we there was no real mucking around
1: correct yep
0: yeah the we were so we were in this um, big tin shed. Now I was a bit surprised about this because I figured right. So we all know CanCon is awful, right? Because it's in January and it's in a big tin shed and the air conditioning is awful. I thought, well, at least at least people it's in not Queensland.
1: That bad, it's oh,
0: not that bad, Oh come on. And then and then so I thought, <laughs> oh well, at least at least in Queensland, right? Well, they'll be um, mm. they'll, they'll mm. know what air conditioning is. But it didn't really matter because the it was fucking freezing. So <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> Yeah, it was
1: wind. Yeah, the wind was the worst
0: part. That was fun. the that was, wind. Yeah, because literally flipped the...
1: my my casing at some point. Oh,
0: hmm. really? Yeah, they had the yeah because yeah, they had the, the hmm. doors to the tin shed open, and we were right at the entrance to the to the doors. So every time a gust of wind came through, we were we were losing our courtesy list. They're flying around the the place. But um, yes, yeah, <sighs> straight into it, and uh, and um, I think. Busy had done his best to um, pair all the Victorians with all the Queenslanders, so we didn't play each other. You know, we didn't just mm-hmm. travel, you know, a thousand miles to um, uh, play play people <laughs> from our own state. So that was nice of him to, yeah, that was... to facilitate that. Uh, so round one uh, was uh, Armory, and uh, I guess Hector, do you want you want to kick it off for us?
1: Sure, sure. I was playing the Armoury against Campbell Ray. He was playing the Frenchies, uh, the Merovingian uh, force. Oh, this
0: will be exciting to hear. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was it was nice because I've not played them for, for a while now. Uh, although Campbell was not playing for a while himself, he was not playing for three years. And he told me, it's like, I've not been playing for a while. I'm sorry if anything goes, um, you know, a bit different. I'm a bit rusty. And I say, hey, no, no problems with as you do in infinity we work this uh, together so we went straight into the game we rolled for it i lost the roll, and he with no hesitation said i want to go first and I was thinking, mm-hmm. hmm, the armory, and you want to go first. So in my mind, the translation sound more like, I have the rogue and Marlin going to town.
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
1: So <laughs> expecting that, I, de- I deploy in a quite defensive way. Well, I was very careful about my, my facing and my arrow, expecting a big wolf and an angry lady coming to my <laughs> back lane. <laughs> And then, besides that, being second in the armor is not a bad thing. I have a bunch of camels that I can put in position. And as a pan of, um, army, vanilla army, you are quite reactive. So that's not a big issue. And yeah, I deployed for it. And he went straight for the kill. Uh, deployed Durok in one of my flanks and was targeting um, uh, my little guys. Uh, I think it was... The, um, the Warcore at that point and the trauma doc. And if he was successful in removing them, then nearby up oh, by the way, for the ones uh, listening carefully to the program, in my first list I forgot a little thing, and it was the Bag HMG, Mimetis and MSB one. Uh, one of those pieces Ooh. that you can find in Vanilla Pano for super cheap, like so twenty eight points. You had that Amazing and the, the,
0: the hospitaler, the, the HMG.
1: And the hospitaler, so two Very HMGs cool. on that, on that Very group. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Plus the missile launcher in the other. And so yeah, in that flank I have those two separated. So the doctor and the worker. And in a roof it was the back Mary. So I believe he wanted to clear those two and maybe jump in the roof and remove that arrow. But unfortunately it didn't go very well and he was coping too much uh, fire back And even I pass armor with the uh, with the trauma dog and things like that. I believe he removed two orders, but then the rock went down. And Ah, uh, no, actually it didn't go down. I think I engaged with my worker. <laughs> I mm. got engaged with my worker at some point. I say, well, if you kill it, you kill it, but it's an extra order. He forgot about that and push. Um, I'm not very familiar with the French, but uh, the line troop core link team nearby the central, the central room. And then let me play the first turn, having to deal with a massive army of camo tokens nearby that armory room and that core link uh, in the middle. And he also has, uh, what was that, the tag that you can play in Merovingia is the uh, Anaconda, Anaconda, which caused some, some damage as well in his turn. Um, then I proceeded to get into the room, put some put some mines and remove uh, troops here and there, and just make myself strong and put their the mister Province Mendoza and Suppressive Fire. And from there, the game, it was a bit difficult for Merovingia because he was encountering long distance Aero and then Mendoza in the short in the short range with pretty much answers to anything he can throw, right? If he wants to shoot, well, you go against a minus 12. If you want to drop a smoke and engage in close combat, well, he's uh, phenomenal on that end as well. So the game was, uh, in terms, two, was um, leaning leaning my way heavily. And he went a uh, whole merit that was very interesting. It was throwing the Liu uh, and in close combat with Mendoza, which I found uh, quite heroic. And that's the way the Frenchies go. So I applaud that. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a good
0: point, actually. I don't, I don't know how um, the French would deal with Mimetism minus six heavy heavy inventory.
1: Um, mm, not easy. Not easy. No, I guess combined orders is a way. And, uh, do they have access to antipodes or.
0: No, just, just Margo, Margo, Duroc. Um, they have... Um, mm.
3: They
0: yeah, have breast cards of MSV1, I believe. But, I mean, again, you know, it's mm. it's not... Um, flamethrowers? Sure. Fire, fire with
1: yeah. fire? Yeah, yeah. yeah. flamethrowers, yeah. But Mendoza, if, if you are not wounded, you can go, okay, I should press you. I'm going to most likely remove you and risk, risk the fire. You or mean, you can re- go, you, you risk- know what, I... I dodge in a 16, depending on the on how is the situation. If I'm ahead in the game and I have my troops nearby to take the armory, I will totally suppress. If I've lost a lot of troops and he is the only essential personnel, well, not for this mission, but um, if he's key to hold the room, then I dodge on a 16 and no drama. Um, you should pass the, statistically, you should survive. I think,
2: I think if Mendoza gets flamethrowed and he passes his armor save you have to replace the model with the Aristea model. <laughs> so he's like, cut me out of the
0: fire. I think that should be a rule.
3: Okay.
0: No, 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 no. Okay,
3: but
2: bring it. he Because I never bought that model.
0: Yeah. You know, if he fails and goes into one wound, then it becomes Daddy Mendoza because then he's angry. <laughs> yeah. Wait, <laughs> you
1: never bought the model? No, I never bought it for Aristea
0: oh <laughs> i now i'm hurt. Uh, he's now not I, a fan he's not uh, a fan of Ramstein. that's the uh, the problem like <laughs> no it wasn't the prodigy yeah actually oh yeah no you're right it's more it is more a bit more Firestarter, right uh, yeah yeah sure. correct yeah like Ramstein. they okay.
1: do a nice uh live live show with
0: fire they do they you do i've, I've I, I saw them about 12 11 years ago in, in the uk and uh, mm. yeah one of the best live shows i've ever i think i lost my wallet and my phone that night too so it was good it was a good night um well, i saw him in. YouTube. Where did you see them? On YouTube. Oh, okay. <laughs> Moving <laughs> on.
1: <laughs> wow, exciting, Val. Wow, wow. <laughs> tell us more about it. Well,
2: I just, I just wanted to be part of the conversation.
0: What? Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Campbell. Um, so, ha, ha, what did the game end up in, uh, in the end?
1: Um, I believe I did uh, all the points, but declassified and. Mm-hmm. Campbell, um, um, well, I don't think he did many points. Sure. sure. Maybe it was one or two.
0: Hmm. Yeah, okay. So, Val, um, do, you to, do you want to talk about your first game, um, Armory? Yeah.
2: Yeah, so my first game was Armory. It was um, on the uh, table with the uh, graveyard, which was very fitting because I was facing an avatar
0: run by Vizzy. Um oh no, god that say, would be just just big just, just gonna say that's that must be a must be a rough start for your day mate like an avatar on that table <laughs> like if anyone wants to see that table yeah. we've we've got it no shade to Vizzy, by the way we're just objectively criticizing his table design um <laughs>
1: welcome yeah. to breeze rain
0: yeah nah, Here's... that was yeah it was um
2: to be yeah to be fair like it was Table was much better day two. Day one it was a little bit open, but I guess he was relying heavily on the uh the shadow the sh- shadow zone of that middle uh tower to do to uh, bring the table together a little bit. Sure. Um yeah. But yeah. To be honest, like I just want to say thank you to Vizzy because the thing is he had a, he was running the tournament by himself. He had somebody drop wealth, forcing him to play. Um well not forcing him, he could have given me a buy, but I uh seeing as how far we traveled, he
0: thought uh he uh,
2: give me a game. No, absolutely, um, yeah, yeah. No, again,
0: awesome. I'm just, I'm just poking fun at him. It's, it's, it's all, it's all in good jest. He's a great guy. Nah,
2: that's fair. If only, but the thing is, they don't have a way to respond. Like it's, it's kind of like punching down. If because oh. they, they don't have a podcast. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> do do no, they have yeah, a podcast? No, no way to respond, right? So...
0: You're right. You're right. You're right. No, no, I wasn't. I yeah, wasn't, so I wasn't, we're I just wasn't... punching down. Yeah, we're just punching down at this point. <laughs> no, I feel bad. I'm sorry.
2: No, I'm just, uh, anyway, I'm sure they'll uh, respond to the next episode of Transmission. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> the point is, um. so yeah, we played, he was a little bit distracted, but overall it was uh, yeah, good game. Round one, so my plan with the list was to get, get in the room as quick as I could. Um, It was a bit difficult, though, because he had Q-Drone, uh, Open Space, and Avatar watching, so that was really hard. So it was a bit of a dance until came up, it was a bit of a dance where I had to dance around his Q-Drone, had to uh, keep Hiding so his avatar couldn't just shoot my face off. I even had to hide my Raicho um, for most of the game until it came a point where he overextended his avatar. I got a uh, Preta to ca- uh to go into base contact with his avatar from behind, be- behind uh, be- be- uh, from the, his back arc. And after that, I just rushed in to, Dada- to another Preta and another Datarazi to close combat, and I made him take eight saves uh, eight. with my Datarazi. Yeah, so data was on uh, burst three, close combat, uh, and he crit, so he made like, he forced the avatar to make eight saves, the avatar made six out of eight, pretty annoying, so then I had to do it again, and then the avatar died.
0: Wait, uh, and sorry, after sorry, that, sorry.
2: Did, you, to- did you crit yeah. with all three dice? No, um, sorry, no,
0: no, sorry, there, no, there was four, four dice, I had four dice. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry, you had four, three, four, yeah, sorry, I can't four dice. my bad, yes. No, no, no i
2: did have three and i think two crit because yeah it was double action right so right. yeah, so i think yes. it was three dice two crit so yeah that's eight saves that's correct because that uh, data Rises crit on 14s um yeah, i yikes. had two garkies or two predators whatever and then i had the data Rises just swing for the for the fences and yeah so that that took down his avatar that was pretty big um that was i think two where he overextended a little bit um and then after that, I got in the room and got some points, and I think I might have come away with 7-3. That was the main highlight. Other than that, it was a big, like, kind of a dance, kind of like I was hiding from the Avatar, waiting for, he, for him finally come out with it, trying to find a way to get a kill on the Q-Drone while avoiding his tigers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a... It was, it, was, it was one of those, you know, you go into a five-day event, you kind of want to get off to a good start, right? You, are, you Everyone has an intention to win, or has a desire to win, rather. So that matchup, turn one, uh, round one, was I'm like, oh boy, oh boy, this is this is this is rough. <laughs> so I, I stayed pretty calm. I was happy with how I played and how calm I stayed, and just waited. I was hope, I was hoping on for him to make and yeah. that mistake with Avatar, or for me to get lucky against Avatar, and that happened. And yeah, so it was good. Excellent. Um, so, but yeah, big props to Vizzy for running a tournament and uh, stepping up to play with a list he's never used
0: before. So. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, always it's good, tough. Good. Always, good it's on. always always Absolutely. tough running running and playing an, in in an event like that. It's uh, quite stressful. Um, so my game was against um, Chris Fiddick from uh, Transmission Matrix Podcasts. So uh, we've we've played once before at uh, Herocon before uh, in 2019. Uh, he smashed my face in with his Shock Army, I think it was. So this time. Uh it was um my Shazvasti versus his Bakunin. And if you've listened to a recent episode of uh, Transmission Matrix, um uh, they go on to say that all 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 sectorals are now terrible, <laughs> um, with the exception of the, the ones that can still do pure link teams. And one of them is Bakunin. So he ran Bakunin and uh, it was yeah, it was sorry, I'm just throwing some shade. Uh it was it was great. They've
2: taken the
1: episode
0: down since, haven't
2: they? they the, the, um, yeah, yeah. apparently they,
0: it's been lost. They got they got cancelled. Mm, um,
1: Happy <laughs> to take the glove. Happy to take the glove there.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, <laughs> so we so we were playing Bakunin um, on on uh, on quite an interesting table. It had a uh, what do you call like a kind of green gate that ran all the way along my, uh, one of the deployment zones or just outside one of the deployment zones. And there was like three doors into the gate that um, opened like Star Trek doors, but yeah. but that was the only way out of your deployment zone essentially. And um Chris's list was uh was it was was quite a cool list um, it kind of sit, um, based on the fire team changes where you've got a core link of Riot Girls. So we have Riot Girl Missile Launcher, Riot Girl Spitfire, a Ab- Riot Girl boarding shotgun with the Timbot, Avicenna and Fiddler, so that's your core, core fire teams that gives you a BS sixteen MSC one missile launcher, gross. Um he also had a chimera, a couple of zeros. Um, and then a really cool new Harris which is the Taskmaster HRL with two Morlocks and because they're in an Harris the Morlocks get regular orders so that was cool to see um, he he won the roll-off uh chose sides I deployed first I took the Sphinx list um, I held back the Speculo and the Sphinx with the command token he put down his list and I saw the two Morlocks go down in the middle of the deployment zone which made sense because it's the easiest route to the armory did not even think about what his reserve was going to be. I assumed when I saw one chimera going down, I was like, okay, cool. His other his other reserve is another chimera. Um but it turned out to be the the taskmaster, which was really cool to see because he had that thing standing up, burst two, armor five, BS thirteen. Um yeah, it was pretty nice. Um I I kind of took a little bit of time to figure out where I was gonna put my speculo because on the one hand I was like, oh, I can go for the core link. But on the other hand, the way he deployed his chimera, I could put the speculo down, move out, and just shoot the chimera. Now it would be three dice on fifteens versus her one eclipse smoke on whatever, like fourteens or something, or thirteens? Yeah, thirteens. Which to me felt like an okay potential because the chimera itself is excellent in the armory, right? It's so hard, so it's like such a good to clear the armory with, like I don't really know what else I'm gonna take this out with. So I thought about it for a while, and I thought, oh, no, you know what? I'll just go for the for the core link. Um, put the speculo on outside the core link. Put the sphinx in the same position, on, right on the same flank, and um, deployed his taskmaster in the middle somewhere, overwatching a little bit of the area. It was quite a dense table, um, in that there was lots of high buildings that the sphinx was able to just kind of like move between without really. You know, I think he only got one discover. And um but you know, didn't actually get any, any arrows and was able to I think it was like turn one, I was able to take out the Riot Girl boarding shotgun, the riot girl missile launcher, transductors on and then oh yeah, and then like four orders <laughs> trying to kill a fucking moderator and that guy, that that boy <laughs> was just like rolling armor saves, just like not caring. I was like, Oh maybe this is maybe well, this at is the point. Else you've just... done fucking enough damage. Yeah, I know, I, I mean, no, never, never never enough damage I can do with the Sphinx, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bad. so uh, I ended the first turn with the Sphinx basically right outside his door, on a wall, because his, um, his link team were on, were on a rooftop, and the specula was kind of just like, I think the specula had walked into CC with the missile launcher and killed it, and then had gone down in the return fire, but speculos have regen so my i rolled the regen rule on the speculo speculo got back up again his first turn he was like well familiar yeah i know right my speculo um the speculo <laughs> in line of fire the taskmaster the taskmaster was like cool i'll just burst through heavy rocket launcher you and get rid of the speculo my speculo managed to like i can't remember if i dodged or something like that but dodged into cc with avacet no with the white <sighs> girl spitfire he's like ah oh, fuck." I've got to deal with the Riot Gold Spitfire. <laughs> uh, and I've got to deal with the Speculo again. So I think he he did manage to deal with the Speculo somehow. I think he... I don't know if he shot into close combat or if he just got lucky with an extra burst running Avicenna into there. I can't quite remember, but... Um, basically, the the game was really decided um, as we only got to two turns. So I guess because of... I guess it took a long time for deployment. Uh, my first turn took a long time because my Sphinx had a lot of engagements to 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 make and I guess just with rolling dice and figuring out like you know where to go and all that sort of stuff. We ended up only playing to two turns. Uh, but it was a really great game because at the end of it um he only had like I think it was a moderator and a zero left and I still had all my stuff but um because we only played to two turns I was only able to get you know secure the room once and he was once yeah, it's classified. I think I got the end of the game scoring, so it ended up with a three all draw. And unfortunately also, we forgot that there was panoplies in the in the fucking objective room as well. So we forgot to score for those. Um so it could have been a it could have been a really close game. Sorry, it was a very close game, but it could I would have loved to have seen how the score would have gone, how we managed to get played three turns. Um but as it was, mm. it was a really, really great game. Really, really like Really excellent back and forth. Um, you know, I killed a lot of his stuff, but Chris was like very determined and to, to made all the right plays, took all the you know, took all the right shots. There was one there was one moment where it was just so unlucky where he had a fully full like health taskmaster in cover. My Sphinx comes around the corner and goes four dice, hits twice, he fails both armor saves, tax taskmaster goes down. And I'm like, that shouldn't have oh. happened. Then his last, nope. turn, his last turn, he made a play to try and get the Taskmaster to kill the Sphinx. So he like did a long bomb shot with Avicenna to etiquette. And if he'd gotten the Taskmaster up without dice roll, it would have been a very different game. But unfortunately, he failed the, failed the Fizz check. Taskmaster dies, and he didn't really have much else because, oh, the Chimera that I was so worried about in turn one, he, um, I was able to get a lucky Berserk run with the Tiger kinda of threaded the needle between all the little chimeras. Uh, sorry, between all the little pupniks and got into base contact with a chimera. berserked <laughs> her, sure she's got total immunity, but she still he still managed to fail one, you know, one of the, the, the armor save. And I was like, thank God, because if that chimera wow. had lived Oof. Oh, yeah, if that chimera what had a lived, sniper shot there. I know, I was just like it was like the tiger was in the was in the armory. I was like, ooh, yes, okay. Yep. Ten inches out. Boom. <laughs> and uh took her out. But if yeah, the chimera had survived um, he also forgot that. I think the,
1: you have to name that one Messi, like the soccer player. He <laughs> went through the whole defense and the score oh, amazing, amazing player. And Messi is not too tall. A uh, Real Madrid uh, fan here, by the way.
0: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> just got into him. And um, I think. Um, that explains a lot. Chris had, uh, Chris, had, well, Chris had forgotten as well that Chimera has structure. Um, so could have actually been healed by Fiddler. But um, I guess just forgot that, um, that she had structure. And uh, luckily, I managed to kill, kill Fiddler with a Plasma Q-Drone, um, which, which I'm really starting to like that Plasma Q-Drone. Because sure, oh, it's, man, only, that
2: thing's fucked. sure <laughs> it's
0: only good to 16 inches, but it's it's only neg- minus 3 to 32, which when you put in the fact if you're shooting things out of cover, it's still eights. And there's, there's been times where I've run the Plasma Q-Drone, and someone's just gone, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll just dodge it. And I'm going, well I'm still three dozen i I'll take it, you know, it'll and if it hits, it just does so much damage. So um yeah.
2: yeah, the damage potential of q drone um is with plasma is insane. Especially in Shazvasti, where they don't hit that hard. Like, yeah, that's fucking great.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed that that piece. Um, but yeah, and it ended in a three all draw, which was not uh, which was fine, you know, to to begin with, because Chris is an excellent player. I was worried going into it, I thought I was gonna get my my arse kicked. But, um, but yeah, I guess the Sphinx, the Sphinx helped me out. I think the Sphinx ended the game still in full, fully three wounds, so it was it it, um, it just done so much work for me. Yeah, so that was that, round one.
2: Bit of a flex there. Bit of a flex. Get better, Chris. Not even one wound. Oh. Get
3: good. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
0: no 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 <laughs> I, i'm here I've, I've already we've already grudged each other for nova core so i reckon the revenge the revenge is coming ever-
3: oh yeah
0: yeah yeah so um. i think uh i'd be eating my words show uh, must go wrong yeah so well um oh yeah.
2: yeah i'm part of that grudge thing isn't Aren't i not
0: yeah you are you're playing the other uh i think andrew or Arid. i can't uh, remember which one it is
2: yeah right i was gonna i was gonna grudge um shadow lord 66 uh but yeah okay i guess uh but yeah that's fine i guess we'll do we'll do the lord of the, uh lost lieutenant versus uh the transmission matrix well, we, i think well, we, appreciate that'll be fun. It. Mm.
0: we appreciate it um yeah. all right so we'll we'll, we'll crack on anyway because i guess we've got a lot of uh, missions to go through so we'll we'll try and keep them as short and uh, sure. concise as we can but uh panic room round two yeah. hector how'd you go
1: let's go for that well i play our good friend josh who was coming from victoria and was staying with us in that um in that airbnb place we get into the game. Uh, we roll for it. He won the roll, and he choose deployment, as I could do myself if I win the roll. So I go like, "Well, I'm deploying first, so let's uh, strike hard." That was the initial thinking. So he deployed his uh, GSA army, and he has a quite interesting army list. Um, with what was that? He has um, our friend the 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 TAC, um he had a uh, harris team with two domarus and um um Arac- no what's the name of uh, karakuri karakuri and well uh, a few uh usuals but uh, anyways my thinking on that was uh to go first and go hard and i tried to do that but he deployed very well some ryukin camo and minus nine units uh, yes, no, because they were mimetic in minus 6 and what else but the heavy rocket launcher. So that counter, um my plan and I decided instead to fill with mines the central room, uh, deploy their Mendoza in Suppressive Fire and drop um, essential personnel in Camo Market State. Uh, it was Uma Sorensen, if I believe correctly, and say, well, mate, now you have to come through me. And he found actually a good way to to pull it out, which was uh, activate the Rushi, deploy... I think he failed to deploy the smoke because I suppressed fire with Mendoza into uh, Jujimbo, and Jujimbo went off the table. But even so, he went with the Rushi in long range. I, was, uh, I lost my suppressive fire because the distance was obviously too long. So I decided to dodge, and uh, he went with a massive roll. Like, I think he creaked twice or at least click one and hit another two so i thought oh shit does mendoza die and i go and i pull like four armor rolls <laughs> so mm. it was a bit of bullshitting in Jesus. both sides and yeah yeah it was it was insane so mendoza thought uh, okay i better get into the room so i hide him in a corner and uh, he has to push for it he brings actually kami that i thought is gonna come into the room hard for mendoza and shoot him dead but instead he decided to push him in a well removed some of my troops that were waiting to get into the armory but didn't have enough orders for that so in my second round i cleared that guy again in the room and lock my myself there and then he has the hard job to pull out nevertheless his basic um courting with kate missile launcher made the day i think he killed like 100 oh, in, a 100 points in in one round like unbelievable <laughs> He cleared things like the Night Hospital HMG, I think also the Bag all in one activation, just two dice and blow them up. So that was a nice pushback from from Josh. And uh, the game uh, finished quite on my end. I think it was a nine two or something like that.
0: Yeah, actually that mm. the, um, the point there you raised about um having things outside the room, which I forgot to mention armory, mm-hmm. is it's a it's a really really um good uh or Tactic to, to do if you first, as well, you know, is try and get try and stage things outside the mm. room, but then you can potentially right. use re- reactive turn dodging to get in the room during their turn. Definitely mm-hmm. something that's really good for tigers to do because they've got six cents and a four inch dodge, so they just stay outside the room, wait for you to open the door, and then be Disgusting. like, Disgusting, and then just dodge inside. Good with me, yeah. Surprise, <laughs> yeah. Hello, <laughs> uh, hey, Val, how did you go in right. your room right too?
2: Um, I played Zach. I believe is it's Zach, the White Company player. Yes, was well, Zach. Yeah, name was, was Zach. Yeah, you guys all played him. I think. Well, I think you played him, Kev. I did. Yes. Yeah. yeah exactly. Zach. Yeah, was not that. So you played White Company. Um, again, obviously, I'm running my ride and Predapult uh, predator list. Um, and it was obviously Panic Room. So the list worked really well. I I went first. I got in there. Got, I uh, got my predators in there, and I had my Ratarrac and Osnat sitting just outside. Um, the table we played on was quite open, so we bo- he didn't leave too much watching. Um, he was, um, yeah, pretty dug in because he didn't want to get alpha struck. So he kind of kept his head down. I kept uh, and allowed me to get in the room pretty un- uh, unimpeded. I threw out some mines with the um, with the tag as well um the eventful part of turn one was the fact that i could kill his missile launcher bot he had a missile he had a missile launcher bot um and i went after with my z-rat i hit it like three times past saves every fucking time that was right um then in his turn one he pushed back and tried to take uh the tigers out um the tigers he yeah, no targets, the, the Predators, the Predators inside the room, mm, try mm-hmm. to uh, take them out, but he found them a lot harder than than he realized. So I think I took an early lead and then turned two, I pushed on further, did a bit more damage, and I was very much feeling in control um, of the game. Um, turn two, I had, uh, what would I have? I had my... Yeah, turn two, I had my Kendrit in there. I had my, um, yeah, Kendrit was inside the room. I had the tag um, inside the room as well, and I've done him a lot of damage. So, yeah, so it was really, he was kind of up against it, but I'd made a big misplay turn two in the sense that um, what happened in turn two was, I used my tag to push into the room, but also engage something in the same order. And as the tag stepped back into the room, I forgot that his Lang hacker was within 8 inches, and he total controlled my tag in mm-hmm. arrow. Ouch. So that was a bad time. So, so what,
0: what you, I so did, I'm what, like, what fuck. Do you, like you moved into the room to, to kill something, but you walked into the room.
2: Yeah, so basically I walked I, I, I moved to shoot something, and I moved into the room at the same time. So I had an AR, so I had face-to-face with something, and I had the hacker pop up as well. I'm like, "Fuck!" I'm like, "Well, um, to be honest, the way it actually played out is I did, we did the face-to-face roll with the shot, and then we realized the hacker's there. He's like, "Oh, I'll isolate you," but the dice were rolled. So I'm like, "I would have, I would have, I would have um, still done the gunfight." Hoped he may have failed the role. But so it was a bit of an awkward situation like that. But that's fine uh, because we both agreed and we were, um, we, yeah, we both agreed agreed uh, uh, to that sequence of events. Sure, sure. So then he total controlled my tag and I was out of orders in that group. And obviously, you have to untotal control your tag, you have to do it at the start of the uh, turn. So I'm like, right. fuck, he's just gonna, he's gonna kill me with my own tag. Um, so what I did is I ran Kendrick into the room. I threw, I think I used someone to throw smoke and then I run Kendrick and engage my own tag. Right. And effectively what he did in his turn too, most of it, he spent like three orders fighting Kendrick in close combat. And I just kept using the heavy pistol instead of my double action or anything like that. And I only did one wound to my own tag because Kendrick kept winning the fights. And uh, I only did one wound to the the right uh, using the heavy pistol because it's what damage 14 and his arm eight. So I needed like he needed like, I don't know, fours to fail or fives to fail or something. So that was most of his turn too because I did so much damage to him uh, by that point. Um, so then come my turn three, I've got one command token. I take my tag back because it's mine and I fucking paid for it. So I want it back. <laughs> um, and then all he's really got, he's got a flashball spot, Peacemaker doing very little. And then he's got his Harris team of Hawkwood, CSU, something else, and maybe Kahu multi-rifle. So he's got six orders. And I'm like, okay, how do I play this? I either play this safe and just pile in the room, because I've already got a Raicho and Kendrick in there. The is only on one wound, but um, still, it's a with, um and I've got
3: Kendrit. Or do I go for the throat? So I chose to go for the throat because um
2: first thing I did was I went with group two, I had an Icodron or something, or group one, I had an Icodron, and it went and tried to flame the whole team. They all dodged with Hawkwood going to base contact with Ecodron. Right. Oh wow. Yep. So Not fine. then yeah, so then I'm like, okay, that's fine. So I'm like, I guess I will go for the throat because I Kendra and the other group. And what I'll do is I'll use Kendrit to get there and I'll Berserk into his Hawkwood. I'll be burst two and I'll put him Lost with Lieutenant. I'll take away his main attack piece to deal with my tag and hopefully the tag wins the, wins me the game sitting there on one wound because he'll be Lost Lieutenant. He's got very little command tokens. He's got nothing really with punching power to deal with the tag. So Kendrit leaves the room. Um, can't get Flash Pulse because she's got Total Immunity. Um, dodges, moves dodges, comes around and the dodge takes her around the corner to see in line of sight of Hawkwood. She berserks. At the same time she berserks, I have a brain aneurysm Mm -hmm. and instead of going with my double action close combat weapon for the berserk, I go with my chest mine. No. So the the difference is the chest mines crit on 21, uh, on 11s. Mm -hmm the double-action close combat uh, weapon uh, crit on 14s. Mm. So I'm like, oh, I I don't know why, but I did the math uh, in my head. I'm like, yeah, I just need crits. So what I did is I rolled an 11 and a 14, so I got two crits, which is four saves. But if I went with the double-action weapons, I would have been five saves because the 14 would have crit as well. And and, and higher
0: higher damage as well, because mine's only damaged 13. Right. Uh, Well,
2: uh, she's only damaged 13, as well, unfortunately, but she's got
0: martial arts though. in close combat. Martial arts one, yeah, which is plus one damage. So I damage, don't think that damage, do. damage fourteen
2: oh, is it? Yeah. Oh ah, well, there you go. So, so yeah. So anyway, the point is, nonetheless, he had four saves to make with a measly arm of three, and he made three of the three out of four. Ooh, and I wow. was, and he was alive. Oh, so God, then, man. yeah, no winning in cap. So then his turn, and I, assume, uh, and I was I'm up in points Ken- by the way.
0: Assuming Kendra died then. Oh, yeah, she fucking. Oh, she bit us. Yeah, she <laughs> she met the maker. Yeah.
2: um, okay. So she died because was everyone everything shot her. Everything that could shoot her was like three models. They all shot her. She died.
1: Last model, Phila Man from Hogwood. Yeah, to- exactly totally, right. Totally exactly. mini, though, so it doesn't care. It, it
0: oh, doesn't okay. win. Although you are dogged, though. So it yeah, it doesn't do. win. Yeah. So
2: then his turn, right? His turn, he's got like three orders. So what he does, um, and I'm up in points, by the way, he moves Hawkwood. See the Raicho, and does a face-to-face with him uh, to shoot him dead. Now, the Raicho chooses to put a template from his heavy shotgun and hope to uh, and hope to live, because if Hawkwood died and the Raicho died, I'd win the game because I had more points than him, and I was already up on points. So he, I'd, I'd yeah. win on points. Hmm. So either, either, either Hawkwood. Dies and I die and I win. Either mm-hmm. Hawkwood dies and I live and I win, or Hawkwood survives and you I die. die and yeah. he, that's, that's the, the only way. way. Yeah. And yeah. I died and he 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 tanked and his damage what? sixteen heavy shotgun template and he walked into the room victorious. And I was um I was uh pretty gutted because I thought I'd play that pretty well. Um but um, but Zach's big big props to Zach he he kept his head down he stayed calm when things when he was losing and he just waited for me to make a mistake and sure enough i did by getting total controlled and then running uh and then going uh with the kendrick which i, I i'm still happy with the kendrick play but mm-hmm. yeah obviously it didn't uh, didn't pay off so really good game that, um,
1: we can call that the jotun hogwart move Amazing. <laughs>
2: oh, was okay. potentially was yeah.
1: potentially one of your mistakes there as well as moving the
0: ikadron into. Dodge I don't need range this,
2: Kevin. Thank you. Off. <laughs> um. Yeah. With the yeah with the Ichadron, Yeah. Absolutely. Well, the ikadron because the thing is the ikadron only had its last order to do the flamethrower thing. Um. And yeah, moving into into the point where the hawkwood was with in dodging range was <laughs> bad. But it also allowed me to go on that suicide run because I'm like, if i Berserk, I get two dice. Surely that's going to kill him. But um, to be honest, in hindsight, I should have left Kendrick right from in the room and gone with my Zerat, my Maxman Rifle, and just killed his order pool, to be honest. I think that's, that was the play. But Right.
1: Hey, well, Kendra I should have could shoot Shure. in close combat as well, right? Kendra carries a Vulcan shotgun, isn't it?
2: Yeah, Vulcan shotgun, yeah. So she's really dangerous. Plus six, but
1: Ah oh, well, yeah. that guy's mimetism. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, but if you kill your Ica drone, who cares? You go again. Yeah, and
2: kill the guy. yeah. Kendra's really dangerous when she goes into close combat with you. She has the option to either chest mine you, to close combat you, or to put two flame templates onto you. So it's just a bad choice mm-hmm. all around. Um, yeah. So yeah. So yeah, but anyway. Um. But yeah. No. Well done to Zach. Yeah. Massive, massive props to Zach because yeah, he just stayed. Um. Stay calm and calculated, and, and yeah, it took to the game. Well done.
0: Cool. Uh, so my my turn, my round two, against um sorry chocolate. Um, my round two was against Jackson, playing GSA, and we were playing on. uh yeah, quite an open table. Um, uh, actually, when I say open, it was very much like there was stuff around the outside of the table and yeah, stuff. In the D Z, you stuff around the sides and your stuff you know, around like the square. And then they like, you know, objective room in the middle, and then that sort of area between it was nothing. Um which which was quite tricky to deploy on because it meant that I mean in Panic Room you're obviously at an AH deployment anyway, so you're you are compressed into where your stuff. It, it did feel like my deployment I went first in game. Um all my stuff was basically deployed on the 8-inch line um, because there was nowhere else really to put any of your stuff. Like it was all just some cover and 8-inch line, but a lot of the stuff was deployed out of cover because the rest could actually put my, in my things. Um, it's very much one of those tables where you look at it and you go, right, okay, well, if I'm going second, then I'm definitely taking this side, and therefore you definitely have to take this side. It's like one of those tables where you look at it and you're like, like there's only one way that there's only one way we're gonna splice this, and that is whoever's choosing sides is choosing the side with a little bit more cover on it, and then the person who goes first is basically left with the area with no cover. Um, so it was it was kind of good in some ways that I was running, um, list I was running, and it was good I guess because there was the objective room which did give you some like you say shadow zone to put your stuff behind it so that it would give you some protection. Um, although saying that armory, sorry, armory panic room. I don't know how you guys played it, but we played it. You could you could shoot through it. Actually, did you guys play that way as well? You could shoot through panic room. In and out. Um, We're playing in and out. In and out. Okay. Yeah. We 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 played.
2: Get um, yeah, in it. and out as well. We should have played through. To be honest. Played through. But yeah,
0: we played in. Yeah, I, fi- I,
1: find, yeah, I find I guess that the mission is designed to to shoot through.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I find that um, like uh, in and out. and... Sh- in and out, but not shoot through. For our listeners out there who don't understand what we're talking about, is um, common for a lot of buildings that you play in Infinity. I find it harder to play for uh, in Armory missions because because the aim of the game is to get into the building. It creates these weird, like in between situations where you are um, you're like a millimeter away from the door, and therefore you can't be seen. But mm-hmm. Can see into it, but you can't see through it. But as soon as you touch the door, then you can see all the way through it, and it just creates this. And I, I just find, I just find it creates this weird situation like where, the immersion. where you can stand like millimeter away from the door and then dodge in and like, hello, I'm in now. Um, and I don't tend to enjoy playing that way, just because yeah, I think from the immersion point of view, I have this situation like I can see you. So we often just and you tend can to play be
1: like, around the around the corner. Well. You know, around the door and dodge in as well. That's true. Yes. Uh, that, so, that, yeah. That is,
0: a that is true. Day. It's just like what what happens is you, um because in order for you to sh- for in order for you to shoot through the building, you have to be touching the building. Which therefore means that yeah. if you if you're running up to the building anyway, I'm not gonna get into it. It just
3: creates And
2: you to can yeah. bring it you can bring up some other weird interactions since you can lay mind. Right,
0: and ah. not be saying, because
2: there's another guy there. Yeah, you can do. Yeah, there can be some. Yeah, there can be some weird interactions that yes, can happen. But that yeah, was one anyway. thing
0: I think maybe you raised with me that I never thought of before. It's like, could you place a mine? and like if you place a mine in, if you're gonna play in and out but not through, what happens when you mm. place a mine at the doorway? Does kind of mine detonate inside the doorway? But it's not touching. The yeah, doorway. it's it's like it, it'll detonate, It'll detonate into the room. But can, but because it's eight and a half inches long, can it detonate on the other side of the room as well? Like, can it detonate? Through yeah, it? because it's it 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 itself is not touching the 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 building.
2: Nah, there's yeah, there can be some yeah weird ones because like yeah 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 it can be some weird interactions. So I think it's easier to play see all the way through, but it's just traditionally every, everyone always plays these sort of things in
3: yeah. and out. So,
2: yeah, Yeah.
0: So anyway um, so anyway uh, so Jackson was playing JSA uh, he had a core link of Ketsotsu with the, the requisite missile launcher it had uh, the MSV2 spitfire in it as well as um Yuriko. he had uh, he had some pretty cool um, bikers in it so he had a, an Aragoto hacker uh Karoshi rider and Ujimbo he also had a Waban uh Rushi and a Ludwan so he had a fuck ton of S4 he had, what five first, yeah. five five s four, uh, which was not great for him on the table that we were playing on. Which is why I'm going back to being open, um, and, and so what, what happened basically was my turn one, I placed my sphinx on one of the flanks. My sphinx moved six 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 up to um, outside of his dd, was able to slice the pie on the aragoto, Roshi, jimbo, Quan Chi. Um, however, he got lucky. Um, and he was able to throw some um, smoke with the Ujimbo, which blocked Yojimbo, the Luduan, and the Rushi, So I was only able to kill the Aragoto and the Um uh, which was good, it was lucky. Um, uh, I killed. Oh, he also had a Ryuken as well, which he, I think he tried to put outside of his DZ, but failed. Again, you know, because it hasn't got a marker state, it doesn't matter. Um, and uh, I ended turn one with my Sphinx on one wound. Um, but it had managed to kill his entire link team actually no he had one or kisotsu paramedic left but um it was a it was a pretty um pretty scary moment because i decided just to walk up the side of the building like, i climb up the side of the building and just like double heavy flamethrower his entire link that he'd put all of them on the roof again because it was quite a there was not too many places to hide he was sort of forced to put the entire link team on the building which meant that my links could, just double template all, and he he rightfully decided to just turn a key the situation by just going. I'm just going to shoot with everything in my link team because best case scenario I kill your sphinx and I stop this rampage. Um, he managed to double crit me with a combi rifle, <laughs> and I so I rolled like four saves and failed uh, failed three of them. So sorry, failed two of them. So I ended up with one wound but the link team was dead except for one member he managed to pass the armor saves from the um flamethrower. Um but they sort of after that it was pretty difficult for him to recover because I think I'd killed like seven or eight orders. He was able to move up with the Oniwaban. He had a he had an interesting moment where he moved his Oniwaban up, and I thought he was just gonna walk up to the Sphinx, because my Sphinx was facing the wrong way. He'd revealed it from hidden deployment and I thought he was just going to walk into its back arc and just slice it in two. But because I had my Q-Drone watching the Sphinx and an drone, he felt a bit like, oh, I don't want to lose the Oniwaban. You, know, you know, I can kill the Sphinx, but then I'll lose the Oniwaban. Sorry, so he like Kill the fucking Sphinx. So he decided instead to um, play it safer and shoot it in the back with a boarding shotgun. Which, you know, to be fair, like it's, it's um, two dice on 11s or 12s. Oh, sorry, was it was it a cover. So yeah, two dice and 11s or 12s. And I was dodging on like a 5 because he um, was inside 8, but it's also minus 3. And I think I'm dodging on like a 9 or an 8 normally. So actually, no, nice than a 5. Whatever it was, I, needed, I remember now. Oh, no, yeah, no, yeah, no,
3: yeah, no, yeah. no, I
0: think I'm dodging on an 11 normally. And it's minus 6, so yeah, I needed a 5. Uh, and uh, I rolled a 5 for my dodge on my Sphinx and uh, my Sphinx script dodges and turns around to face his own Waban. He's like, ah, oh, fuck. So he changes tack and runs Yojimbo around the corner and like basically kills the Sphinx that way. Loses Yo- Yojimbo in the process to a heavy flamethrower, but whenever the Sphinx is dead and his own still alive, um, he's able to take the room with the um, the Kemp Bataille. He had another one in the middle of the table, the chain of command one, who was able to uh, control the room. But it, he just didn't have enough left. I was able to stage the Tigers in the midfield in turn one, then berserk into his one and his routine in turn two, uh, so that by turn three, all he had left was his Kempe and I think um, Kempe Tai and something else. I can't remember what it was now. Maybe one of the bikers he had left. Maybe the, Actually, maybe I didn't kill the Kuroshi now I think about it. Um but either way, yeah, it ended in like a eight two win to me. Uh like I said, I lost the Sphinx, but the Tigers just did work for me. They just did so much work. Um the Speculator did nothing because I tried to go for it. I decided to why not, you know, it's on an eight, it'll be fun. It failed, so I just spent the entire game just touching the back. Uh but yeah, good game. Um Jackson he's um he's been playing for a while but he's been out of it for, for out of the sort of um, game for a lot while that was a it was a, it was a great game. So um, that was round two. So we're going to the last nice. round. Last round for last round for turn one. So supplies.
2: He has some good answers to your Sphinx, Though having close combat, um, is, so you you basically had to like keep it market state. Did you kind of have that in your mind going into the game, like being like, oh, there's an any wild on anywhere. I just can't leave this out of mark. Yeah.
0: So. Um... I ran out of orders basically. I I knew he had an only somewhere. Um, that was obvious. Mm. So I just just pulled it back to a position where I could at least cover it. Um, and I didn't know if it was in front of me or behind me because it was I was sort of almost on the halfway line. So I ended up being behind me, and he yeah he ran into me. Um, and he had like one hacker on the table, which was the Aragoto hacker. So I was like mindful to kill that first up because he did have some some repeaters uh-huh. like trying, you know from like flashball spots which is always the thing to watch out for when you're running the Sphinx, is that if your opponent has hackers or a peer net, um, you got to kill those hackers before you finish up with that Sphinx. Lucky on that turn, that game, the hacker he had, I was able to neutralize early on.
3: Um, which
2: right.
0: gives, gives him free reign. You know, JSA, don't, JSA are good against something like the Sphinx, but he didn't have those two there. He sought to um, it, they only had combi rifles. The Kempeitai has MSV2, but it only, uh, has a spitfire, which is good, but you know it's not a template weapon. And then the yep. things that he, I was concerned about, like the Luan um, MSV1 and heavy flamethrower, or the Rushi, they were all taken out by Tigers. Wow. Um It was, um, yeah, it was. I mean, again, it was a good matchup. I think At the table, again, I think feel like worked in.
3: Nice. Alright, so
0: round three. Let's get let's let's keep it moving.
1: Let's go. So, round three we were playing supplies. I was playing Chris, which was your opponent kev for round one. Oh, yeah. He was playing Bakuni, as you may remember, and he was playing exactly the same list. So I don't need to go through that. Finally I won the roll, and I choose to go first. <laughs> Uh, supplies is one of those missions that you could pull it out going first or going second but in my case uh, I decided to go first uh, to try to punish um, punish my opponent and also because I was not very familiar of how Bakunin is now in N4. So that and also because I have some PTSD with John the Arc in my last game against Bakunin which was uh, in the previous tournament. Um, She was eaten alive by Patniks in one Mm. order. (laughs) Well, not in one order, but uh, they spent like eight orders and one order in close combat is as much as he could and he pulled it out. So I was like, Nope, not this time. I'm going to go first. (laughs) And therefore I wanted to Alpha Strike, but that Bakunin list was rock solid. And as you may remember, it was uh, very reactive has a pure link team of Riot Girls with Missile Launcher has that Taskmaster Heavy Rocket Launcher and has like a couple of Flash Pulse and the papniks and so on. So not easy to assault army. I test my luck with the Sierra Drone bot, it took a missile on the face, so it's like, okay, maybe this is not the way. <laughs> then I try with um, the, I'm not sure if I really try with the Carhu. nothing happens, but it's like, you know, as soon as I fail, the Carhu is off the table for the whole, whole game. So finally I said, you know what, Mendoza, you know, you're the man of the show, go for it. <laughs> so I push Mendoza up and go to engage the taskmaster. The range was not great, but that means for me minus six, so I was something like eights. And that means for him, good range, but he has to take the cover and mimetism. So I believe he was on seven, something like that. So three eights versus two sevens, not too bad. And I have redundancy in wounds, but with fire, you never know. I won that role, and everything came very bad for poor Chris, and the thing melted down, so no more Taskmaster. I opened an avenue there with Mendoza, and I tried to exploit it with uh, my Beast Hunter, push the Beast Hunter up, deploy some mines, and try to rebuild some camels, and just make life difficult for the Riot Girls. Uh all in all consider my first round was okay. Uh I killed a master and I kind of controlled the midfield. I thought I was up to a good start, but then he <laughs> he quickly paid back the favor and push I think it was the intern one actually or yeah, probably the um, uh, through the roofs we will have some bridges connecting from one deployment to the other so he just sneaked through with uh, eclipse grenade and just moving moving they move six six so pretty quickly and clear one of my flanks which was a a ball demonstra and so on so he could some that cause some damage uh, relocated um, reposition around the field and start pushing pushing back the game was super tied up to the last round <clears throat> I was planning to steal the boxes at least one box and just um, heavily defend the others. I couldn't pull it out because my Krogman decided to fail, I believe it was two or three times pulling out the the supply box. It's like, come on, mate. (laughs) So I have to recamo him and uh, let everything, um, bet everything in the third turn. I want more control in the midfield, but of course he has a lot of tools to pull me out. Plus he was holding back on his camo markets around midfield, which I suspected, you know, there were zeroes, killer hugging device and things like that. All came down to that first uh, to that last round. I pull out finally one box. I give up uh, Krogman and I went to the one of the flanks with my trauma dog. And since she has the plus three, she did it. Car who went down from a roof and a very big roof, pick it up, bring it all the way up, and say, "Okay, this one is mine. It's cannot reach here, so let's see what you do." But he still managed to put some eclipse grenades and maneuver one of his zeros. I was trying to pin that guy down with uh, some repeaters and so on, but he maneuvered it very well and managed to grab a box. But unfortunately um, for Chris, I did. Complete my classify objective, and that was the main difference there. I think we end up or three in for the mission but Oof. yeah um clap clap of hands for him because he was like uh coming coming from the back on that game and being very patient finding his avenues, and if he doesn't fail one of the roles to extract the the supply box, he could easily draw the game or even win it. who knows very entertaining again. That Very was that,
0: that was a good the good Very play good. as well with the the Car who passing it off and the trauma dock and then walking up the up the roof being like I'm seeing Yeah, it. yeah,
1: yeah that was a, was a wise decision because I was thinking of considering striking the right girl with him, but in uh, all my previous experience when I play the car who too aggressively or in reactive, it doesn't work. You need to pick up his fights, and when you pick up his fights and they are on his favor, he's just fine. It's a, a murdering machine.
0: All mm-hmm. mm. right, Val. What's, uh, what happened uh, in, uh, during your round three?
2: Yeah, right. So this is for, uh, this a switch list. you went to my wild card list. Uh, basically, I played uh, a, a find army vanilla. Now, I forget my opponent's name, um, but he basically ran um, a Rob Cantrell list. He ran uh, basically uh, missile bot two He had the corrupted hacker, and then he had the Samaritan hacker as well as a Raicho. Um, mm. basically, uh, yeah. So, so it was yeah. He had a really, really good list, and he played really well actually. Um, and we played Supplies. I won the roll. I went first. I sent Cornac deep, so Cornac and the Raktorak, uh, so the Rodok and Anyat deployed forward. I went deep with them. Uh, Anyat went along for the ride right with Kornak to pick up one of the boxes and get back, whilst Kornak just kept going and didn't look back. He killed the Samaritan Hacker, maybe a Tiger, and maybe something else. Uh, in the meantime, while he was doing that, he got spotlit because there was repeaters everywhere, uh, three Uh My opponent's first turn, he... Spent one order and uh, got rid of Kornak with a missile from uh, Orbit. Then he developed, I think, he developed the Raicho right a little bit and he might have stolen. Yeah, he, he he played it really well in the sense that he stole the box. Yeah, he, he pushed his Raicho right into the midfield and got his pilot, uh, covered it with smoke, got his pilot out, picked up one of the box, traded that was the main thing he did, turn two, and turn one. Uh, turn two, I fluffed around. I think this is where I might have lost the game. I had to either go for the riot show or go for the middle box. Um, I didn't either. So oh, no. then, um, yeah, so I kind of repositioned the link, try to get, like, some control, try to do some damage, didn't do any of it. Then his turn two, he passed the box off to Flash flashball what or the flashball spot, rather, took it off the right-show. Right went back into the midfield because um, he's like, obviously, you didn't learn from my trick turn one, Val, so I'm going to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, so he covered his Raicho right with smoke, got into the middle room, which was uh, picked, uh, got the pilot out, picked up the box and retreated, but he ran out of borders, so the right show was sitting out open. Uh, so my turn three, I've got one box. Um, his right-show's in the open. And uh, I haven't taken much damage, so I sent. I broke off my link team, so the Suryat, the Kai and and another Kai went for a run. Um, I came around the corner with the Suryat to shoot the on five dice um, with oh. uh, burst five. Yeah, burst five HMG out of cover. I uh, did that once, one wound. Did that twice. trip me. Uh, with Explosive yeah. Round, obviously, from the multi-HMG. multi So yeah, uh, multi goes down. I'm like, okay, that's not great, but that's fine because the right show has one wound left. So I just need to get it, uh, one more wound, and he drops the t- uh, beacon. And I've got some Predators on my right side in, another, in the other group ready to take the beacon away from his Flashfall spot. They couldn't do that until the right show was down because the right show was covering them. Um, so the idea was it was like a domino effect. Once the right show fell, then I'd have a clear run on the right flank with the uh, with the Predators to take away that other uh, token. So the best I was aiming for is probably a draw or a win through a classified because we have one each because I suspected where you could pick, even if I did take down the right, he'd probably get the Samaritan or the Conron to pick it up. Um, anyway, I come around the corner with my Tok, two dice on 15s because he's out of cover. He's one dice, 14, and he crits me again. So it was two 14s in a row he rolled. So the Surya died and the Kintok died both to crits and um and then I was like well uh it's not my game so I went for the run with the uh, predators on the right flank anyway dodging the Raicho shots one of them made it one of them didn't um and then when it, they finally came to upon their R drone to uh, uh to chain rifle it uh it just dodged the chain rifle so he ended up having the um having both boxes so he won Two boxes to one in supply, so I think it was maybe seven one or eight one. Um so that left me day one with one win and loss. So yeah, that was uh it was a good game. He played yeah, he played it really well. He just um he just got his eye on the prize and he did the mission, didn't fuck around with uh the gunfighting or missiles or spotlighting or anything like that. He did the mission and uh got out. Really? Got in, got out. So uh, yeah, well played. Um you, you got
0: your sometimes I, in supplies, right? yeah absolutely
2: sorry uh really apologize to my opponent, but um I'm sure I'll come to the podcast so yeah nah well done
0: excellent i mean yeah it sounds sounds like uh it sounds like you had uh like close games at least on on day one yeah absolutely yeah absolutely close games. no doubt about it. so my round three was against Zach, your round two opponent, i believe um and yeah, this was uh, this was probably my favorite game of the weekend. Uh, it was a very very close game uh, playing supplies. Uh, Zach was running White Company. Um, he had two two three two two like Harrises essentially, um, awkward a CSU and a few paramedic, and then the other one was an um uh, with Lira and a Jewjack, and then he had a you know a few other things. As well, uh, I decided to take my camel spam list for this one because it's supplies um he won the roll off and i expected him to go uh, to choose sides but zach uh chose uh turn he decided to go first which he then immediately regretted after he even said it was like actually i should have gone i should have chosen sides. um, um so i was pretty happy with this that was exactly what i wanted i was running my camel spam list going second this is fine by me um so uh yes but it was, it was still a very good game his his first turn he was like, oh, okay, I'll I'll move out and I'll um, get some boxes because literally there's nothing that I that of value up for him to kill. I think I had an R drone, but even the R drone was quite far back And my DZ. Um, without the nests, it would have been quite difficult to actually gauge it. Um, so he kind of like did a little bit of you know forward and back where he was like, oh, I'll I'll move out and I'll try to do some stuff and then kind of pulled back because he realized he didn't have enough orders to to um get to the box and pull it back. I think he he think he did reveal a Guilang hacker to pick up one box that happened to be of my shredded hacker and I was able to isolate him as he picked up the box as Guilang was kinda of sitting in the midfield with a box in hand but not able to go anywhere. Um I followed up with um moving my Caliban MSV Bitfire out of a flank, moving up, came around the corner, killed Valera. I think I killed like a flash pulse bot as well, turned back into camouflage didn't grab any boxes because I had a uh, Malignos KHD on, on the middle box just waiting to reveal, and I had my Malignos hacker near the box on my left flank ready to reveal. Uh, oh, actually on his first turn, because he was kind of because he wasn't able to make any real impact on my army on turn one, he actually revealed his Tiger Soldier with Spitfire, uh, which he said to me was like something he would only really Turn three, but because he couldn't really get any 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 angles on my stuff, he decided he might as well go after my tigers, my taggers. So he walked on his um, his guilang, sorry guilang, his um, tiger soldier, um, and killed two of my tagas and an ikadron, I think, um, before it got before he got spotlit. Um, and then in my first turn, I dropped a missile on the tiger soldier, then dropped a missile on the isolated guilang, then did the run with. Taliban. So I'd killed like four orders in in, his, in first turn he then, repl- he then responded by um trying to get the, the box that has been dropped um grabbed that moved it back into safety um moved moved forward to grab the middle box um or tried to grab the middle box but couldn't, but couldn't quite um uh, there was a bit of a back and forth there with this peacemaker he had in, in had in the midfield as well um, and then on, basically on the last, it all came down to the last turn essentially, he grabbed two of the boxes, um, one one with the CSU, the other with his future paramedic, and then tr- basically tried pulling them back as far as they could. So I had like, I had a lot to do on my my final turn, um, so I was able to grab one of the boxes with my Malignos Hacker from Hidden Deployment, picked up the last one, um, and then used my Caliban MSV1 Spitfire to hunting for his models at the had the box and literally on the last order of the game I was able to get an angle in his CSU shoot the CSU um, put him down so that basically forced him to drop both boxes I also I think I had two of my classifieds uh, won the game with one box to nil but it was very very tight um, wow. super super tight wow. like it came down to like he just didn't he just wasn't able to get pull his boxes far enough out of um, out of line of fire um, he had a, he had a really good play where he put um, John Hawkwood in the middle of the table in suppressive fire. It basically, slow me down to you know, getting the box. But I was like, luckily again able just to move the Caliban into position, win the face to face, put Hawkwood down, then move out, shoot the food paramedic down, and then last order shoot the CSU down. So yeah, it really does like it was like 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 literally. One of those games, like if if I don't if I whiff this roll he wins. If I if I beat him then I win. Yeah, one of those one of those really tight games. So well played to Zach. It, it was a great game. And had a lot of fun. I think it ended like what was it? Yeah, nah, I think Zach. it was like six 0 I think in the end, but that doesn't really represent how close the game was. It, like it was literally the last dice roll the game it came down to. Yeah.
2: Jesus.
0: So uh, that ends turn one. Yeah. Well, Sorry. I'm glad
2: you have you have enjoyed-
0: Oh yes, I avenged you. Yeah, that yeah, was the other I, thing. yeah. I was
2: just going to say you avenged me, so thank you for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you are coming around, going, avenge me." Um, so yeah, so <laughs> I ended it. I ended the day day one with two wins and a draw. Hector, you had three wins, and uh, Val, you had one yep. win and two losses. Is that right? That's okay. right. That's right. Yeah. So we went back to the hotel room. Oh no, sorry. We went, we went out to dinner on Saturday night. Um, we went to a lovely yep. Korean mm. place that Vizier had booked, where we drank. Uh, oh, sorry, we ate a lot of meat. Uh, or oh, sorry, not everyone. Obviously, the, I'm two vegetarians on the on the podcast tonight, so uh, I ate a lot of meat, and you guys ate a lot of vegetables. <laughs> and uh, we also drank a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of drinks as well. So that was fun.
1: Yeah, you get yeah. we get lubricated inside, definitely. Uh, <laughs> that was a good night. That yeah, was a good had, night.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that
1: was fun, yeah.
0: Yeah, shout out to Vizy for organizing that for us. That was a it was a good meal. Uh, good times hanging out. I didn't get to spend too much time with the Queenslanders because the tables were unfortunately not very close together, but the um, the atmosphere was really good. And uh, we went back and played some board games. I, was, it, was it board games we played and then? It? No, yeah, yeah
2: we yeah, we played some codenames. Yeah, that was good
0: fun. That yeah, playing played right. codenames. Oh, yes, we tried yeah. playing codenames with Hector. <laughs> and oh, English, yeah. English Thank you line. for
1: doing that to my mind. Yeah, that was exactly <laughs> what I needed that night. Thank you, guys.
0: Next time in Spanish, <laughs> let's see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might be better off. So, um, oh, boy. So, yeah, it wasn't... I don't think we had too big a night, though, on the Saturday, which was... Nah, we, we,
2: were, we, ha- we were on a mission, Kevin. We, we we were there to teach the Queenslanders how to play Infinity, right? So we had to stay
0: focused. Well, well... Not me. Well, not me.
2: I, I, I was I was on the piss.
0: Yeah, but well, the rest of you... Oh, uh, let's, guys, let's talk about was round good. four, then, shall we, Hector, and talk about who, like, how how to teach somebody
1: how to play. So. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we went into day two and just a recap. In day one, I think uh, Peter Peter Henry from Victoria was first and Lucky Carter was second or the other way around. That's and correct. And then yeah. Kevin and myself, we were third and four in, I don't remember who was where. But uh, we knew from day one that we need to play each other. So we have a few drinks and <laughs> in the night before, as you normally do, um, and then go into the next day. So here we are, Kevin Hamilton and myself playing for Acquisition in round four. And I was playing my list for it and you were playing. You decided you won the role, right? Um, oh, I mean, uh, you decided to go for your Xfin lists. Maybe you can elaborate on that because you took your time to think about deployment and initiative and yeah, yeah it was the, you I made the, I,
0: that I made the I made the worst decision on both both sides of it. Like I made basically two bad decisions. Mm. So so the intention mm. was to rock up to acquisition with my camo list, and um, I won the roll off. And not only did I win the roll off, I crit I crit the roll off. I rolled a fourteen, so I was like, ooh. <laughs> And um, and I just and we were also playing on the on on the graveyard table that Val had played on round one. Now it it was markedly improved. There was more there was more cover. It was still quite. It was still kind Mm -hmm. of open. There wasn't too many places to hide camo markers. Yeah, so I was kind of like, oh, I don't really want to play the camo list into this table. So maybe I'll go for the Sphinx list. But what I mm-hmm. so what I so, so the idea was if I was going to play the Sphinx list, then I would have chosen I should have chosen or I was going to choose go first. And if I was going to play the camo list, I was yep. going to choose sites. But what I ended up doing was I chose mm. the Sphinx list and then chose sites. So I because mm. in my head, I was like, well, I want to go second, but I feel like the Sphinx list will work better. But that was just the wrong decision to make. What I should have done was. Either choose first and take the Sphinx list, or sorry, I'd already chosen the Sphinx list before we um before we rolled off. I was like, I don't like this table. I'm gonna take the Sphinx list. So when I when we when I, when we rolled and I won, right. I should have just st- stuck with going first. But I decided I'll be hmm. sneaky and go second, which was the which was the wrong wrong choice to make, which is why it took so long deciding what the
1: fuck I was gonna do. Um, so yeah. 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 Well. Now, you explain it makes sense, right? Uh, it's an open table, so you want to have the Sphinx for the long range uh, shooting, and it's acquisition. So you want to to go second. Uh, I hmm. guess you you prioritize the the thinking beforehand uh, as opposed to what was going on in the at the minute. Um for me, watching that the table was rather open, I was happy, happy to take initiative. Like if I win the role, I'm most likely going to stick to initiative and um, go first. Yeah. Uh, simply because Shazbust is too dangerous and my list is based on the cornerstone of John the Ark and I don't want her to die in the first round because that would be a very difficult game from their own. So I happily took the initiative I and I deploy first. After I see your deployment, which was basically a spam camo list plus... Um, Q-Q-Drone, Plasma, Plasma Rifle, R-Drone, Flash Balls, and a bunch of Ball Balls, and I believe that's it. I thought, well, uh, there is no way I'm going to Alpha Strike this, so I better go for the mission, um, push up and kill what I can, which, uh, no, you also have something... Ah, uh, yeah, next to one of the consoles, you deploy a Camo Token, a bit to suppose right? It was, yes, Um exposed. And... Correct, and my counter-deployment to that was Mendoza like pretty much uh, prone, but uh, able to just stand up and fa- find that guy. Uh, by the way, a note about my games. I found very useful uh, holding back two units. Uh, when I was uh, playing first, I normally hold. I spend one command token and hold back Mendoza and the Beast Hunter. And that's a pair that works phenomenally together. They help each other so well, like Beast Hunter can open the attack for Mendoza or can deploy mans and protect Mendoza. So yeah, notes uh, for, for you Pano players out there. So I hold those two back and I deploy one to go for that Camo marker, which I suspected is going to be some kind of hacker. So, clear that up. Since I couldn't Alpha Strike anything else, I killed that one. I killed the Q drone that you deploy in a good uh, corner. That somehow my Karhu, with that uh, mobility 6 2 and the Climbing Plus, managed yeah. to go around the ladder and that blew my blow mind. him up in the long range. Yeah, hmm. that blew my mind yeah, out. Like
0: from, where, from where he was, I was figuring it's two orders minimum to get hmm, to him, hmm. but you did it in one because it's just yeah, 6 2 Climbing Plus was just able to get where it needs to go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You can do crazy Matrix scenes, like the guy went off the ladder to the side, picked the line of fire to him and then come back. You sacrifice a cover, but uh, who cares? It was a long range shoot and the car who has everything on his favor. Um, so yeah, he did that to that guy and then to the Flash poles. Then Mendoza has a clear time to stand up and look at your camo. Your camo decides to do nothing and I believe I discovered you at that time. And that was um what was that a was killer a, hacking device? No, it was a Caliban, yeah, yeah. So it it was a Caliban chain of command. Caliban chain of command. So in the next order, uh, well, uh, Mendoza having all the advantage. Yes, uh, clear that guy. Uh, there, I couldn't see anything else but tigers, supposedly. But for tigers, I have to go around for them, and it was not worth it. So instead of that, I deploy mines. I I touch maybe one console, and then I proceed to retrieve my units and set suppress fire for free with you on the arc in four units and let you do your first turn. That maybe you want to describe, so we do sure. the battle report in parallel.
0: Yeah, 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 no, definitely, yeah. So I think you you putting everything in suppress fire really put me... Like, you killed like three models, so it put me in a bit of the back foot. Mm. On turn one, you had things in suppressive fire, so nothing was going to be easy to lodge. Mendoza was just in an impossible location, and I had no way to get to him. Uh, like easily with any any of my pieces, I did have the I was able to get some good shots with the bounty hunter Red Fury because we got that free one in this yeah. mission. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I think he it did, was able right. to take out the one of the bounty hunters, the Carhu and uh.
1: The Not the Carhu, but the Beast Hunter.
0: The Beast you Hunter. You kill yeah. the
1: Beast Hunter, you kill yeah bounty hunter.
0: Yeah yeah, and then the Tigers did a little bit of work as well. They were able to dodge and jerk into. Couple of things. I think I was able to intuitive mm-hmm. attack your Zulu Cobra Killer Hacker. That was really lucky as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I I made a few kills on the way back, but it um, but I, I kept my Sphinx in hidden deployment for the time being. I just don't want to did not want overcommit. Uh, oh, and then and then lastly, I decided I had like four or five orders left, so I just went on a ramble run with the Speculo um ah, that
1: was beautiful
0: <laughs> made I it all made it all the way into base contact with joan um bet her in the face-to-face didn't crit and unfortunately joan passed her armor save and the specula went down didn't didn't die just went down unconscious and i was um, able mm. to get uh, roll the regen and rolled stood back up again back into base contact with in my first turn. So <laughs> that felt pretty nice.
1: Oh, that, <laughs> it was a little bit of ret- retribution. Didn't, I didn't kill you, but you're now in base contact with me. Um, but it was it was amazing to see how you pulled that out, because it may sound simple. But um, imagine I have probably three different layers of suppressive fire, suppress fire set up. Um, probably you need to pass through three units that could um, be in close distance then i have a tier board and you managed to go all the way to the third line and engage the d'Arc. It was it was rather impressive. And even if you have one order, that could be game. If you clear her and i go and loss of lieutenant in the second turn, you could punish me in the third one with this thing, so that could be easily easily game. So that was the 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 tightest moment in uh, in the whole weekend for me and when i rolled that armor i went like, well, everything on that die. Yeah. let <laughs> see what it has to say. <laughs> And yeah. then I roll a fifteen, and it's like, oh poor poor game this days. is, uh, this is uh,
0: hard. yeah,
1: it was yeah, uh, and it came, like... it came back, so I mm-hmm. start my turn with um a JR that is alive, so I was happy for that, but engaged with a specular killer and I was like, I'm not gonna activate here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want her dying this is stupid situation. So I went like the best thing I can do really is to activate a shooter that is not uh, very heavy and oh, sorry, combat, Hector, just uh, two seconds.
0: Just, just just two seconds you're breaking up a little bit um uh wait a second for you continue can you are you better now sorry are you can speak yeah um, yeah oh that's better can now. you hear me yeah. better
1: yes i do yeah sorry ah, cool. ca- carry on so i just- yeah, I started the second round with uh, uh, John the Arc, engaged, but alive. So I was happy about that. And the Specular Carrier, right, the smiling at her. So I thought the best way to move forward is to shoot in combat. Um, so things like Mendoza is discarded. Because uh, he could burn to death, uh, John the Ark. So I choose a decent shooter, but with a combi rifle, which is the Trauma Dog. Do not forget close uh, ballistics 12. So hey, mm, Trauma Dog is not a great uh, doctor, but he can shoot shit. <laughs> and uh, I proceed to <laughs> I proceed to to shoot into the close combat until I kill that uh, nasty Shasbasti. Mm-hmm. And from there on, I, I proceeded to do my turn two, which I believe um, at that point, I patched consoles, I clear what I could see, but I didn't overstand. I know there is something missing and it could be Noctifers, a couple of them, or it could be um, Malignos that are ready to push the console. So I lean to deploy more mines and try to deal with what I have in hand instead of overstretching and go for a, a hunting ghosts out there. So, not much highlights in that term for me. I was feeling comfortable to a point until the last surprise is coming down the road.
0: Yeah, that's right. And then uh I think I reveal with my uh my Sphinx at this point um on turn mm. 2 on my left flank, I pop mm. able, I engage the uh I think it's the TR bot and the there's mm. Monst- Monstruck- the Monstrucker, there's a TR bot and there's a uh bounty hunter, I think it was. So uh Correct.
1: You yes. you kill a lot of them. So basically my right flank, your left flank was uh you clear it up. It was yeah. it belongs to the Sphinx at that yeah. point.
0: <laughs> and then on the last uh I think the second last order, I try to engage your Fugazi flash pulse spot and I mm. do not I fail the I lose the face to face and get flash pulsed by mm. the Fugazi. And then I have one order mm. basically to retreat um, because I realise I've only got one order left and it's either go back into camo where I, where I stand or try to move away from any potential AROs. Because you, because you still had Joan Arc, you still you still had um, Mendoza. You yeah. also had a, had a Croc man that had revealed, I think, on turn two to push buttons. I knew you had a hacker on the table. Correct. Um mm-hmm. And I knew that now that the Fugazi was still alive, I was in trouble. So um, at this point, maybe it would have been better to just go back into camo, but I decided to, to run away instead um and that sort of sealed my fate or at least sealed the sphinx's fate because yeah. on turn because on turn 3 you uh proceed
1: to possess my sphinx um yeah <laughs> spoiler alert Kev. let me have some fun <laughs> No, uh, well yeah, potentially could be a better solution to suppress fire but uh, who knows. Maybe I pick an angle from far. I believe the car who was still alive. So no the maybe. car no the car who, who
0: had, the car who had died by that point. I'm pretty sure the Die, the, die. Okay. Yeah, okay, some somebody okay. had killed him. I can't remember who.
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But yeah, potentially coordinate order and shooting would be um, yeah, a way to dislodge that guy. So you hide him far. Uh, but yeah, the Fugazi being the hero of the day and being alive um, with his movement 6-6, six, you six, uh, proceed to move him up the board and and then try to possess with the Krogman. That surprisingly worked in the first one, as normally happens when the game is going in your against you, right? Yeah. <laughs> in my right. case, in my favor and uh, it is the first time as uh, I play in sphinx and <laughs> playing it on vanilla pano was uh, rather fun <laughs> so i was only concerned at that point by you taking control back i think you have to knock hackers isn't it yes so i thought okay let's uh, go kill some stuff and try to control that that, that console that <laughs> the sphinx clear up nicely for myself <laughs> And um, yeah, I basically murdered a few things, uh, controlled that flank, go heavy on the central console, which is where you have most of the points in this mission. I settled there, John the Arc, and the Red Fury. Uh, Also to mention that my Trauma Dog uh, shine in this tournament. I think I healed like six units in the whole tournament. Yeah, you did. And this is the secret, guys. You first spend all your command tokens, and then you activate the trauma dog. That's how it works. Because <laughs> every other time, if you activate a trauma dog with, with command tokens on your pocket, the trauma dog goes lazy mode and goes like, nah, if it's important, they will ask me to do it again. <laughs> oh, yeah, I might. I managed to pull back a few units and uh, control the central one and the other flank uh, console was pretty much under my control so I was uh, comfortable going in the third round and uh, Kev pulled out a magic trick that was really impressive as well in, the, in that turn. Oh yeah, I mean, all I managed to do is basically just run
0: the. Well, actually, first of all, about command tokens. This is where I made one of my a, a really big error. Oh yeah, that was, was terrible. On, was on turn two. I had one command token left, and I decided to put a taga into group one, uh, which I don't know why I did that because the taga meant it's a irregular, it's impetuous order, berserked into something and then died, and I had no mm. com- I had no command tokens left for when. Um, Hector possessed my Sphinx, so I couldn't even take it back on my final turn. Mm. Had I been able to take yeah, it back on my
1: final turn. Yeah, always say I again
0: Exactly. When had you're plane attack. Able to take it back, then I could have controlled one of the consoles. I could potentially could have run up and tried to deny the middle console from Joel. Clear the
1: middle console. Yeah, mm,
0: but mm. I, didn't, I wasn't able to do that. All I could do is move the Caliban up to uh, the Caliban engineer that I had left, uh, move it up to my console on the on my left, and uh, and push it i i think i was then blown away by the sphinx that
1: was still under your control so i you know yeah had... it wasn't suppressive fire on top <laughs> that's right yeah it was
0: serving panel well hmm. yeah so in the end that was that was all i think that was all i could do on my turn three basically to try and grab two points hmm. back for pushing one of the buttons because yep. uh, it's an engineer it's two days on six pretty reliable and that's how it ended i think mm-hmm. was it uh, was it like eight two to you in the
1: end yeah, some something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but yeah, but, but but good game. I made I made some mistakes that I uh, I, I paid dearly
1: for, um, basically right from the start. Mm. And uh, but you yeah you played very yeah. well. with a different table would be a different story, right? Because uh, that open table really really helped me. Like if you I. Mean, have you to deal like with that amount
2: too, or so different story? does not it be ten two? As, in, as in, when you say different story, do you mean ten two or? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think uh, yeah. I think uh, that, that, uh, I that was, table was definitely too long. it it definitely panicked me. It did. It it spooked me into a point of like, oh fuck, I wasn't expecting to have to do this. Um, so I just and I made the wrong I made the wrong decision. But that's that's fine. That's what yeah. happens. A little bit dusty from the night before. Uh, so <laughs> um, you're sorry. Uh, Val. Uh, we'll get this. We'll get we'll get through this as quickly as we can because we're we're getting a, a yeah. getting a bit late now. But uh, you're round four. Acquisition, yeah, for sure.
2: Uh round four, played OSS. Uh basically I played uh s- uh Scoot? Scoot or Scouter?
3: Scooter skeet, uh, I, I skeet, forget, uh,
2: skeet? Skeet, Skeet, that's the one. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah Skeet. I played Skeet, great dude. Um he played OSS. Um uh turn one, I killed his uh, Shukra lieutenant who was on an eight eight inch high building. Uh how, how did you do effectively, that? Effectively he Yeah, so basically he thought it was safe. Um and it was safe, but it was covered by Dakini in a mixed link. So it's far less thre- threatening than most Dakinis are. So I took it on with my suryat HMG, took it down, and then my preto climbed up the wall. Mm. Pretos are better than ga- uh, than Tigers. You heard it here first. I don't, um, I don't disagree. Up, all, all the way up the wall. Sorry. I don't disagree. Uh, yeah, so he climbed up all the, all the way up the wall. And uh killed uh Evo bot killed the uh netrod and killed um the uh, Shukra Lieutenant. Putting him putting um Skeet into Lost Lieutenant turn one. And he did his best to work back from that, but to be honest, uh he spent like three command tokens, one. Uh and he didn't really achieve much, and then turn two, I uh, did more damage to his length than he and a fourth command token. Uh, therefore, all these command tokens turn two to um, bring his link back online. And then turn three. I I took all the points. I had twos everywhere, and I'm like, yep, ten-nil win. Here I come. And then, oh no. Big credit to big credit to him. Uh, he stayed calm, and he just like, you know what? All I can do is. Focus on my overall score and try to get as many objective points as I can. So he dropped in a Garuda for observer and uh, walked uh, behind uh, behind two of my troops who were lo- uh, who were touching the point. Both of them failed to dodge, turn around, and he walked in, touched the point, pressed the button, and cured my HVT. Got like three points for himself, took three points away from me, so ended up like seven three. So yeah, really good. Good stuff. Uh, good stuff for him, because yeah, it was just a real rough start to the game. Just one of those, uh, one of those games where um, I found an avenue and I took it. To Worth
0: that. Wait, wait, how? Were you talking about acquisition and decap? Uh this was an acquisition. Okay, sorry. Yeah, just from, from when you are talking about like, killing, killing lieutenant, I was like, wait a minute, wait, have we messed around?
2: Yeah, sorry. No, because the, the, the killing. Yeah, sorry, killing his lieutenant. uh basically, yes, handy. uh basically, uh, knee capped him. It wasn't for for um, objective points. Yeah, no, was, sorry, sorry. It, it was just to make
0: computer oh, no. my bad. Mm-mm, nah, cool. you're, you're good. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, so um, yeah, that was that was my game four. Well, yeah, good uh, pulled at the win there. So uh, going into round five, mm-hmm. fifth and final round, uh, I think uh, we were. Uh, Hector had. Hector was first or second, and we were up against Lockie Carter. Was it? Correct. Correct. Yep. That
1: um, was a. Uh, I... Sorry,
0: go ahead. No, no. Oh, calm. yeah. I was just basically just getting get, get, get setting the scene, I guess. Uh, yeah. So final round was, de- <laughs> was decapitation. Uh, Hector was on top table against Lockie Carter. I was somewhere in the middle against uh, Sean, and then Val was somewhere in the middle as well against uh, somebody else. And I think we had Peter, who was on the second top table from from Melbourne as well. So Peter had been doing very well. During this event as well uh, too, he was running vanilla O12 and um, yeah, apparently just yeah slaying. So um, props to props to here Maybe we'll get him on the show one time, to talk about how he's doing with O12. But let's get into it. Round five, Hector. How did it go?
1: Here we go. Yeah, I was facing Lucky Carter, a phenomenal player, as you know. He he won Cancun in the past and solid rock solid. Um, It's interesting because the first day after we were talking, um, we have come to many tournaments together but we never face each other and uh, when he told me his results and i told him mine i thought oh maybe we are playing round three today and he said hey this is meant to happen tomorrow and it's like wow there you go the farce here." and he was right <laughs> because we didn't play that third round it was uh it was on the on the top table so Excellent. we we get to see each other there at the peak of the mountain and like like two gorillas bouncing <laughs> in their chest <laughs> <laughs> and it's like let's go for it and then to make it everything more scenic we both play in pano so there you go no big brain thinking just <laughs> shooting the <laughs> shit out of each other and go for it so he was playing his val and through the whole weekend i've been of course listening to his uh, double tag uh, list which as you can imagine is two jotums not one but two uh, <laughs> which personally was not too not too concerned to face i have ways to deal with them i have some hacking i have uh, mendoza i have uh, warbands and i have long range shooters uh it, it's not like i was uh, very calm against them but i was preferring that at that point that facing a list that i was uh, not familiar with so this is the second time i won the role and i definitely choose to go first because you know i is in decapitation so strike first strike hard and uh, Loki actually played his list of two cutters. I didn't know when I deployed that, but um, I know it was an option. So I deployed pretty conservative, uh, pretty much everything prone. I again, spent a command token and hold back on Mendoza and the Beast Hunter because I really wanted to uh, labor on that, maybe uh, take uh, flank and push hard. Now he counter deployed pretty well and both Jotums were not in the open but behind big buildings but with big avenues, especially pinning down my car uh, so if my car, who stood up in one of the ceilings, he was, uh, well, one of the roofs, uh, better said, he was located on, he could take reactions from both of them. Then I deployed my um, two Philips, uh, the Mendoza and the Beast Hunter in my right flank. By the way, my two HBTs have nowhere to deploy safe, so they were also in the same flank behind a building, pretty much, almost in there. in his deployment. Often, right? so I thought, yeah, there was, there was no other there's spot. Never, so never I thought, happened. you know... <laughs> Yeah, but this this time has been my, my worst. It's like that's the only pocket and he's just yes, almost in his deployment. Anyways, the the, the building was uh, cutting a triangle where he can get no line of fire at the start. So I thought, OK, I'm going to go big time there with Mendoza and Beast Hunter, deploy some mines, put maybe Mendoza in suppressive. And if I don't manage to Alpha Strike, at least I will hold back on that a bit. Um then he finalized his deployment i start my turn and there i have two big jotums looking at me and thinking well what are you gonna do big guy and i went like okay there is um a way to do this and it's a car who one of them and not two so car who moved prone uh to one of the ladders that lead to the building that where he was on and get ice in one of them it was really important at this point that i didn't cross any of those um saturation zones that in this mission you have four of them that were pretty much everywhere so i find a good angle and on face to face one it went uh pretty well uh the dices were on my side but uh not to forget that a jotum ballistics 15 was not shooting anything bad and if he gets a strike uh hit i'm probably off the table while well, he gets a hit he's not gonna be off the table in one go Unluckily that Jotum went unconscious in one shot. What? And wow. I, Yeah, yeah. It was it was brutal. It was brutal. I think I get two hits, if not three, and he missed his uh his one Oof. and rolled four armor saves and, and failed like like three or something like that. It was um yes. it was hard. It was hard. It As was well, like, uh, six, it was seven. a hot dream for me. It's like wow, first first over of the game I Jotum unconscious, you know. <laughs> there there you go. Absolutely. And, Wow. Yeah, no. I, I went uh I went there as you can imagine to finish the job and I believe in two more activations. Uh Carhu managed to kill that. Um, I considered to then to activate Mendoza but the other Jotun was pinning him down from long range and yeah it was too much of a risk so instead I maneuvered the tracker, uh, no, sorry, the Beast Hunter, put a couple of AP mines to defend my HBTs, defend Mendoza on the way and push him a bit farther also in proximity of, of Liang Kai so if he wants to go in a suicide run uh, he can exchange lives there. Oh, and so, then so Loki um, was running. Loki had, had Lian Kai. Yeah, he had, um, yeah, he, he liked his warbands and he made a fair point that one of the fun parts of playing Svalheima is to have warbands. Um, you have yeah, uh, that absolutely. one and then you have, um, well, what's his face? Um trainer, the war trainer oh, for Andy Shona. Shona Carano? Yeah. Yeah, Shona Carano and then a full team of Fusiliers, but not much shooting there, like two hackers and flashball bots. And well, Jotun is pretty much taking all the SWC at that point. And um, yeah, in my first turn, I couldn't push forward and I was a bit concerned because Mendoza was really close to his deployment. There is, uh, in the other side of the building, there was a Fugazi and a Mule and he has two hackers. So I thought, and, um, Lucky, please contact me because I forgot to ask you why he didn't push that uh, Fugazi and just, um, you know, uh, immobilize my uh, my Mendoza. I think he may be thinking he need to push hard because he's behind in points and he proceeded to push up the field with his Yotum uh, lieutenant and a spread murder. And he went to that flank where I have uh, Mendoza, the Beast Hunter, my two HBTs. Now, the only problem is he needs to go through the center. And in the center, I have a hidden deployment Krogman. So once he stepped in line of fire of the Beast Hunter, I went like, okay, you take an AP mine. You take a Beast Hunter. I believe I reveal and put a fire template on him. He took as well, um, what's that, the defensive turret. And on oh, top yeah. of that, the Krogman possessed. I thought oh, he's gonna oh. reset and believe on his armor, but no, he said no, one step at a time, I'm gonna kill the that beast hunter. So he shoot on the beast hunter maybe a split burst. Yeah, I think he split burst, two in the beast hunter, one in the croc man, one in two red, something like that. Um, um bad result for him because the beast hunter passed his armor roll and yeah, he was a pain on the butt, <laughs> unfortunately. My Krogman did pass the weak roll and he passed his two BTS roles. And uh, he was at that time going going red, like, oh my God, how is that Beast Hunter alive? And I was like, well, he is alive, but I could exchange his life for possessing your Jotum <laughs> 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 right now and here. <laughs> um, So the Jotun went Rampage mode and managed to clear the threat, uh clear the Beast Hunter, but has to deal as well with the Krogman and so on. So he couldn't... ah, Yeah, what happened at that point is he wants to push harder and kill the HBTs and Mendoza. But uh, John D.R. was in suppressive fire on his way and he said, okay, change of plans. Let's kill the lieutenant because that's uh, sweet, sweet points. And went for for John D.R. But John D.R. in suppressive is no joke and managed to put him down. What? Um, After he took... So an arrow... Yeah, not not through wounds. Yeah, he had one wound left at that point. Uh, He activated like three times before, and in one of the. He was passing all the armor saves, but at some point, the Beast Hunter went like fire template, and he missed two armor saves in a row. So he was in his last wound, and John the Arrow managed to put the final, final one into him. So unfortunate. And uh, when. He did, indeed. And when it came to my second turn, um, uh, we we keep we keep going. He told me like, yeah, I have I have a, a, a way to play this, and I want to play it all the way to the end. I say, perfect, let's go for it. And he asked me like, go go hard. I want to do this in my own terms. He's Like, perfect, let's let's do it. And in my second round I tried to um well I killed the HBTs, it was not many defenders at that time. I positioned myself and tried to kill Liang Kai, and Liang Kai was as resilient as the two Jotons as he was he was hard to dislodge. And he, he would keep dodging and surviving. So in his last, uh, then he played his turn and he played this amazing way where he combined orders to try to put down my Karhu and my TR bot and I keep passing armor saves and hitting everything. So at the end goes in Liang Kai in a ceiling, managed to dodge, managed to draw prone, get an angle on the HVTs. Um, shoot both of them there. And uh, it was it was amazing how he scored those points because he has very few orders and he managed to score points. And that actually bought him the, the second position in the tournament. So hats off to Loki to keep it calm and play against the, all the odds and actually do do pretty well given the circumstances. Right, and so the what, end what of is... the game, I believe, was something like a 10. Killing the HPTs is two points each, something yeah. like that. Yeah, so four points for doing that. 10-4 then. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, four mm. Yeah, yeah. No, it sounds like a good game, and I, I, sometimes how yeah, decapitation goes because it's often there's only one one mm. person who's gonna you know if you kill the lieutenants and um often you're you know you're you're killing more army points so often it, yeah. it will end in a ten four because the HVTs are quite often just very easy to to get rid of
1: uh, on that on the, yeah, yeah. I and mean, they're twenty inches up the board. And when you are behind, you need to push uh, for those fights where are against your odds and yeah, you're forcing uh, against the corner, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Uh,
0: Val, uh, do you want to talk us through your final game?
1: Yeah, so my
2: final game was against Josh from uh, Melbourne. So, um, yeah, obviously he came up with us. Uh, I know him quite well. He's a very good player for how long he's been playing. Um, he was running JSA. 8 yeah, he's yeah really good. It's actually um, yeah, it hurts. Uh, how good he is for how how long he's been playing. Right? Uh, uh, but nonetheless, oh. um, he brought two Ourois against me and I won the role. I went first and I got off to a really good start, killing both HPs one mm. and um yeah, killing both Ts um and maybe and taking out Flashball spot and getting in a really good position with my Rindak. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, he's turn one. The main thing he did, he did really well. He repaired he, that flashball spot that I killed, but didn't. <laughs> uh, put unconscious, but not killed. He moved it within eight inches of the Rindak. How disrespectful! Made, uh, yeah, it, it, well, it fucking was. Actually, you're not wrong. The oh, the other thing I did in turn my turn one, I uh one of my HPTs and pulled it all the way back to my deployment zone. Hmm. um But yeah, so what he did turn his turn one, like I said, he repaired the flashball spot, moved the repeater within the Rindac, and exposed its weakness, which is the fact that it's a heavy infantry full effect. He isolated. Uh, he basically put the uh, repeater there, and if I activate it, I am fucked. If I don't activate it, yep. I am fucked. So anyway, so then my turn two, um I tried to do. Oh yeah, and the other thing he did is he put a Oyori oh, right, in my face fire. Now, usually how Morads deal with tags is they close combat them. This tag okay. is one tag you don't want to close combat with. So I fluffed, my, I fluffed all of my second turn trying to deal with this tag. Didn't really do it um, until, the last, <coughs> until my last order with the Rindak, who managed to move, uh, shoot the tag in the back, whilst getting isol- uh, whilst getting immobilized and passing both his BTS saves, and then he did it again, uh, killed the tag, and then got immobilized. So I got very lucky, to be honest. He's yeah. uh, turn two. He did me some real damage, killing my whole uh, left flank, which is mainly Predators, Kornak, and uh, Rodok. So all I really have uh-huh. left in turn three is my five-man link, Um, I positioned as best I could to uh, get ready for his approach and try to um, kill his other Oyuroi, which I did with my last order. And Mm -hmm. his last turn, he basically activated his five-man link using the um, Kaisotsu missile launcher to destroy everything that he came across. That uh, Kaisotsu,
1: mother of God.
2: Kaisotsu. Kaisotsu is the mother of dragons. It's fucking brutal.
1: I bet you that guy <laughs> killed like five hundred points in that weekend. Like amazing example. <laughs> so oh, B- oh boy. Yeah,
2: and the thing is after that game I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Octavia Grimms or whatever in a Nox Fire team Daughter. with first mm-hmm. three yeah, whatever, whatever it is. First three missile launches would actually be scary. So I I I paid so much respect to missile launches after that game. I'll, I'm going anyway, to he... try her. I'll, I'll try, her. Uh,
1: yeah, as try, her. Just try her.
2: Just try her. But the point is, um, yeah. So he, in his last turn, uh, your Jimbo smoked everything, killed everything, and with his last order of the game, he got to my last remaining model, which is my Suryat Lieutenant. He shot him in the mm-hmm. back with a contender. Suryat took one wound, turned around, said, hey, that wasn't very nice. Don't do it again. So he didn't do it again, and with the game, ended 7-7 draw. So, Ooh. yeah. Um, yeah, so I literally That's... had one model on the table. He nearly tabled me. Um, he still had maybe a couple, uh, maybe 100 points left because he had his five-man link, but I did get rid of both his tags. Um, so, yeah, very close game. He probably should have won it, but I held on and got a draw out of it. I think where the game could have been different is in my if I had dealt with that oh, Ouroirian suppression uh, a bit more efficiently, that would have been the difference. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah, well played, Josh. Really well played. And It was a good game. Always a pleasure.
0: So it was a draw because what one of you got more uh, more kills, but the I had more. Sense. Yeah, he
2: had more kills. Uh, we both killed all our HVTs, but um, I killed his lieutenant. He didn't kill mine. Yeah, was right. a different
0: And he got more points. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah, Very that's good. Right.
0: Very good. All right, so uh, wrapping up here, uh, round five, I was playing Sean, who is running an avatar list, and it was on the, uh, the train table. If you guys remember that table, I think is a BP yeah. is a BP laser yeah. table. Uh, nice looking table. Um, again, a little bit on the open side, I think, or some people were saying. Um, yeah, so I won. No, sorry, he he won the roll off. He elected to go first. Uh, which got me pretty scared, because, you know, Avatar list. Um, I was running the Thinks, and, um, yeah, it was... Um, of so Zach's game was my favorite game of the weekend. Um, Sean's game was probably the dumbest game of the weekend. Like, dumb, but in a good way. But there was just so many, like, weird, like, just stuff that happened that was hilarious. So, I um, I was able to... I deployed both my HVTs on my right flank, Um and it was and they were tucked in like a corner, so the only way to get to them was basically to come around a corner and be within zone of control. I put them inside mm, the I, I also put them inside the blizzard zone as well, so they're both in saturation. So anything coming around the corner would have to be on burst one or sorry, b minus one burst. Um he was able to walk his speculo. he deployed his speculo as his reserve uh, to engage my HVTs. Um, my reserve was um, I think it must have been my speculo. Oh yeah, that's what happened. So he put his speculo down um, to engage my HVTs, and I counter deployed with my speculo and put my mine facing his speculo. Uh, Which you can do because a speculo is a friendly model. Uh, So normally you can't put a mine down inside the trigger area of of an enemy camel marker but you can do for uh, an impersonation marker. So he was like, "Uh, okay, crap." So he just went, "Whatever, I'll come around the corner. I'll reveal. I'll shotgun both the HVTs. Um, one of my HVTs dodged. The other one tanked his armor save, and then the speculo dies to the mic." So he's like, "Uh, not a good start." Okay. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> "Uh, not a good start." And then he's like, "Right, engage, mm. engage avatar." So he um, he moves the avatar up until, up on top of a link bridge um, with a good view of the table. Um, kills two of my two, kills the two HVTs that he could see in the open, and then basically moves a couple of things forward. Um, he had um, had uh, Kernow, Victor Messer, uh, Daraatzi, some, some some boats. Um, basically, kind of move them forward, put them in positions where they could like see stuff. Put the avatar and suppress a fire, and then basically hand the turn over to me. um my first turn then was heal Sphinx Sphinx what Sphinx runs up one of the flanks and proceeds to kill absolutely everything in his army except for the avatar <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's like both his imatrons, Karen victor dadarazzi uh shrouded he had He yeah i think I think he revealed the shrouded as my sphinx passed by it held that too uh, and this is where something where something which we didn't know how to resolve so at the end of my first turn i um did this did this fun little thing where i did a coordinated order with my sphinx my sphinx nox hacker echadron and my q drone and basically walked the Sphinx into line of fire, the Ekadron, sorry, basically walked um, everything except for the hacker into line of fire of the avatar. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Echadron walked into zone of control of the avatar. So essentially what his options were, were to shoot something, and I just hack him for free with the knocks here on the Ekadron. Or mm-hmm. he decides to reset, in which case I just shoot him with the Q drone, the Sphinx, and template him with the um Ikadron, Or I can hack him enemy. Um so it was it was kind of like an interesting little fork because I couldn't I couldn't do it with one in one order with the Echadron, because moving the Echadron into zone of control would put him in line of fire the of the Avatar and therefore kill the Echodron. So I had to do it with a coordinated order. So in that coordinated order he decided to rightfully shoot the Echodron. Uh, Ikadron died, but I was able to get the um, isolation hack off on the Avatar and isolate the Avatar at the end of my first turn. So now he starts his second turn with only the Avatar on the table and technically in Loss of lieutenant, but because it's Reinforced Command, but there's no one else on the table, there's no one for the lieutenant to go into. So we weren't sure how to play it. We weren't sure how to play it. Um, I think maybe what should have happened was it would just go back into the avatar, but we were like, okay,
1: so you just don't have a lieutenant for this round. Um, I could say go would go in the avatar, but he was isolated. Yes. So he cannot be the lieutenant. So in any other circumstances, I, I <laughs> believe he would be the lieutenant, but not in that one. He was <laughs> on the only exception, which is isolated on the last model.
0: Yes, yeah, and and in and in hindsight, I actually made a mistake. What I should have done was left one of the emetrons alive, because then it would have gone into the emetron, and then in my second turn, I just killed emetron and get the lieutenant kill.
1: But I forgot about that. So what start- an irony! Yeah. <laughs> he was the last standing man. He is the epitome of the army, and he cannot lead himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Poor bastard.
0: So he, so he had, but he still, had, so he only had two orders on the table. His like the. Is irregular and the um, tack aware order. Mm. So he goes, well, okay, I'll just reset. So he resets successfully on the first order, and then um, the second order, I think he goes back into suppressive fire because he's like, I don't know what else to do. Uh, no, 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 he, no, no, he doesn't do <laughs> that, that actually. No, he doesn't do that actually. What he does is he resets with the avatar on the first order, um, thus giving. Uh, actually, no, did that? Was that what happened? Now I forget he resets with the avatar on the first order does that order then become regular again or not
3: um not because you no because already...
0: yeah but, oh, oh, but could he spend Generation. could he spend a command token to then turn that order regular now because he's no longer isolated yeah, he could. Con- yeah, because he's oh, yeah. in the group.
1: Yeah, and they spent it on him. Yeah, he's yeah. not anymore his own group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so right. So, so what he did
0: is he spent he spent the first order to ice to to reset the avatar successfully. Then with the regular order he had left, he uh, no sorry. So he reset the avatar first of all. Then he walks on Kodali onto the flank to have a look at my two HVTs that he'd failed to kill with the speculo then converts his final his order regular to spend on Kodali. Kodali comes around the corner to try and shoot my two HVTs and gets prepped stun pistol by one of my HVTs. What the fuck? And he's just, what like, he's just, he, he's just like, what? <laughs> just I've just thrown Kodali and a speculo at this and nothing's happened. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. So, uh, ah, I want that HVT on my me- army. I oh. oh, that HVT does not have a victim mentality at all. No, 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 no absolutely not. Getting um, oh, no. the HVT. So, so yeah. So slight correction. He did kill one of my HVTs uh, hilariously in the first turn because after the speculo failed, what he did is he came around the corner with the ikadron, started templating my um, HVTs with the heavy, with the light flamethrowers. But i kept dodging i kept like passing the dodge passing the dodge passing the dodge and then eventually i just go fuck it i'm gonna oh, dodge, I'm, I'm gonna dodge one of the hvts into base contact with the icadron just to stop him from doing that anymore then he goes all right i'll just stab you and then crit stabs my hvt and kills it and i'm like "Ah, oh, that's what you should <laughs> do in the first place um so
1: anyway,
0: <laughs> so anyway really codali's so anyway, in a position on, on my flank um and he's in a position to easily kill my hvt I can't really kill the um, avatar because it's just it's just too hard Like to get into um, to get in, you know, the Sphinx could do it but it would be risky so I decided to spend my second turn recamoing the Sphinx moving all the way over to see Kodali and shooting Kodali dead and then um, his turn three he's like, cool, I've got two orders on the... Oh, and then I successfully re-isolate the <laughs> avatar again. It's like third turn, he's got two more orders on the avatar. One, <laughs> one of them to... And they, basically all he does, is just sort of stands there and goes back into the And then on my third turn, I move the engineer up, the engineer Caliban up, heal the Ekadron. Then the Ekadron moves back into zone of control of the avatar. Coordinated order ax him again, which immobilizes him. So now he's isolated and immobilized. And then spend the rest of my orders to walk the Caliban up the stairs. Sorry, before I do that, I move my taggers into base contact with the avatar. And then walk the Caliban up the stairs Mm -hmm. to get burst two with the D-charges and slap D-charges on the avatar until it dies. And then that's basically a game. Um, But it 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 was a hilarious game. Um, so many dumb moments.
1: I tell you what happened with the HVTs. Um, you, the HVTs were in a blizzard zone, which is extremely cold. So the ikatron was coming and putting heat on them, so they was counterbalanced. So they were feeling good. <laughs> no, they were like well, right temperature.
0: <laughs> they were like, thank you <laughs> thank for the warmth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was it was a. It's the first uh, time I've yeah. ever. It's the first time I've ever managed to kill an avatar like that, and it took so much of my brain power to figure out. Okay, how do I isolate this thing so I can pick it apart because I wasn't going to be able to kill it with just like straight up shooting um, or at least I didn't yeah. think I was going to be able to kill it you know it would just take too many orders so you know mm. a combination of coordinated orders, hacking and then being able to just dodge I think I managed to dodge a tagger into base to base that's what I did yes because I had to first of all dodge a tagger into base to base contact with the avatar in order for my engineer to move up and safely revive the Ikudron. So, I relied on all that happening for me to be able to get and kill the Avatar. Um, in hindsight, had mm-hmm. I just left the Emitron alive, then I would have killed the Lieutenant that way, but that, that doesn't matter. So, that ended in a 10 2 victory to me. And uh, yeah, really fun game. Sean took it well the whole way through. Like he was, you know, his dice were hitting him real hard. And uh, But yeah, he seemed to have a good fun time. Awesome. So, with that, uh, with that mammoth um, oh, no. recap out of the way, um, what? Uh, sorry, I guess as a conclusion, what did you guys think of the event? Oh, yeah, it was good like,
1: fun. I, I like the event. I realized in Brisbane they like open tables, like majority of them <laughs> were open, which playing vanilla Pano, I'm not gonna complain. <laughs> I'll take it every day. Um yeah no and the people there were so nice like um my experience there was nothing but fun
0: Yeah excellent excellent time um the the guys on mm. on on busy organizing dinner and uh, we went we went for some drinks in the pub nearby um Benedict uh, Wanacott from uh, up in oh god I'll get this wrong and he'll hate me Townsville or the other one um he uh, they invited us out for Darwin. drinks afterwards right. No not Darwin oh Jesus Christ don't tell me he's from Darwin <laughs> Um, <laughs> we went, 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 for, went for drinks, um, went to the pub, local pub afterwards. Had some pizza, had a good recap. Uh, there was a few of us there, so it was just great. Um, yeah, yeah, really, really loved oh. the hospitality of those guys. So um, looking forward to going back up for yeah. um, the next event. And yeah, that, yeah
2: no, uh, it was. Yeah, actually, absolutely was. Um, I wish I got to see more of the con. That's the only thing I, I wish I did. But it was just, yeah, it was a bit, bit, bit intense. A uh, bit infinite. Yeah, a bit busy with the Infinity.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, that's my.
1: We could um, arrive earlier, you know? <laughs> well, <laughs> That is yeah. enough. That's we could right. have
0: gotten up a bit earlier had we had just a few... Well, I don't know, but you... I mean, I was fine. I think Val was a bit dusty. Oh, uh, no. Less I said about that, the better, eh? Um... So yes. before we before we wrap up for the evening, um, uh, we do have uh, a few questions from our uh, patreons actually that we um, yeah. we asked them to put out, and they're um, they're all directed at you, Hector. They'd love to know a little bit more. I don't know if you've had a look chance to look at these questions, but uh, if we'll just can quickly... Just, oh sorry can I can I just have some input here? Just just sorry, can I interrupt? Fucking sure.
2: Yeah. I'm the new host on Lost Lieutenant, and there's no questions to me, and they're all to Hector. Because you have been <laughs> more. Is at.
0: Fuck.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, and i also don't win tournament. it's because no, everyone's, fair no,
0: no, I, everyone's so shocked that uh vanilla pano won a tournament um i mean even i was too yeah, you
1: know? i was i was <laughs> the most shocked myself <laughs> yeah. uh.
0: so um so we'll, we'll uh, so the questions we've got here so we've got one here from hedgeheim um, also known as Ollie, uh-huh. um, he asks, so, so how did you, so for Hector, so how did you manage to play a list including Mendoza and Joan into the traditional Nomad lists that are around right now with double Morans, Hecklers, Pandas, Guided Missiles? Uh, there's a reasonable, there's a reasonable amount of potent hacking threats being put down by armies such as Assassins, Nomads, Combined, and even New Jing lists. Um, Mm -hmm. he he thinks it would seem to be rough to play Mendoza into stuff like that. So what what do you have to say Mm -hmm. uh, to headchime?
1: Yeah, I I mentioned briefly before, right? Um, Mendoza is going to be always my reserve troop, no matter what. Um, I don't want him to compromise. Like um, in other instances would be John the Arc, but I believe I can defend John the Arc in my first deployment and um, he's not easy to kill even if a speculo killer as we saw before is is not an easy job so therefore i reserve mendoza um then i try to put a support in the form of camos and mainly his best mate which is the beast hunter Beast hunter is phenomenal to defend mendoza and to clear the path for him and if you consider the first list i have well the second list i explained i have a crockman and a zulu cobra so some resilience there and in the other list, um, I have Uma Sorensen and a ball that can eventually cybermask. So he's never isolated and he's always deployed in a safe spot. When I go first, I'm careful where I deploy him and I consider if the opponent can have any hidden troops with a hacker, hacking device, in which case I'm a bit more, um, I set him a bit back. And uh if I go second, many times I will put him in suppressed fire and he's like, Well, come and deal with me. I have shooters at the back, I have this guy in suppressed fire. So I rarely lose him in the you know, easily in one or two orders. Normally it takes the opponent a good effort to kill him. You know, if if you spend ten orders to kill him, more than welcome, to take his life. Yeah. But yeah, he has been performing well. Would would
0: you say though, um, so for for the weekend that we just played that um Maybe there weren't too many hacking threats that you faced?
1: Yeah, I could say the most uh, challenging would be if, let's say, Kevin, you placed something at the back that was juicy and obviously then not come on if I need to go through it. Um, if I see multiple Camo markers, I wouldn't probably go that way. Uh, especially there are tigers. I'm not going to change his life in that way. So I guess you just need to be careful with him. If you find an avenue to hit hard, go and hit hard. If not, he's too many points. Just find a good pocket, set yourself in suppressive fire, and let the opponent deal with you. Yeah,
0: it's, it's possible, like, um... Knowing...
1: He's, he's big fun. He's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, he's, he looks like a lot of fun. I think, um... You know, in some ways, maybe it would be interesting to see if you had um, ended up playing against Peter Henry, because I know he had a very strong hacking mm. net with the O twelve. He had Gangbusters and Serious Teams and Cyber Ghosts and Guided Missiles. Um, it would be interesting yeah. to see how those, how
1: that game would have gone um, yeah. uh, in there. But I mean, I yeah. guess Mendoza I guess, would be then. A, yeah, Mendoza could be a second wave or, or a third wave. Don't, don't don't rush it. Yeah, when yeah. it's time, it's time. Absolutely.
0: Um, so, the next question we got here from Tristan, uh, he, he asks, I guess this is probably for all of us, um, but coming out of a couple of years of separation between communities, have you noticed any differences that have developed? Example, deb- table setup, rules, interpretations, uh, etc.
1: Um, well, one of them we, we mentioned before, right? Uh, I come to a surprise to me in Briskon, like the, the tables were rather open, so pieces like you were playing gave them the Q drone with plasma rifle all of a sudden is not that efficient for the decapitation or for the other missions. So that was interesting. Then um, I could say N4 is a whole new world for everyone. Like every time I face an army, it's like I have no idea anymore of the potential link teams and what's a pure link team and what's not. So my way of preparing to that is just when I'm building my list is like I I consider briefly can I deal with an avatar, can I deal with a heavy heavy infantry list and these kind of things because there is too much out there and it feels it feels new. So a bit a bit too early to to see differences between uh the different states. But for me it's more about trying to tune your list once you have something that you like that can respond to all those threats.
0: Yeah. Val, do you have any, any input on that question? Um uh, basically yeah, basically the Brisbane meta
2: just doesn't I don't think they've ever finished reading the fire team rules, so I um I think that's <laughs> <different>. <laughs> No, well it's gonna shoot no, just the table layout was probably the only thing. But um yeah, too early to tell.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think I think uh maybe Melbourne, I feel like at least maybe locally, Melbourne might be developing a, a lot of a name for itself or as having dense tables, so perhaps Perhaps Brisbane is the norm, mm. and maybe we were we are just used to used to denser tables, uh, <laughs> perhaps. But I guess we really need to get out there and play more yes. inter interstate events to find out where we actually
1: sit. Um, yeah. Interesting. Maybe it should be a mix. A bit of irony there. Yeah. Yeah. Of of I mean, irony. Uh, yeah you it's, think
2: it's, you think Brisbane would have the open tables and the open minds and we have that joke. <laughs> I think
0: I think on on uh, on rules interpretations there's some some uh, some points there that I noticed on the week on that weekend in particular. Um you know I think it does show that people are still a bit rusty when it comes to at least the ITS rules. Okay, that mm. uh, you know the way that we play just getting mixed up from N three to N four. You know, like how in N three you could go prone and move into the armory, whereas now you literally can't oh, S two yeah. or S one. Um, those sorts of things. Also things like how you how climbing plus works and how how super jump works. I know I know we got into that situation during my game against Zach where, you know, it's a four inch high building but he doesn't include the inch that you need to get onto the onto the plane, which means there's no way any hen with a four inch move can actually jump up there in one go. Um there's all, all these sorts of things which I think people maybe haven't really had mm. um, opportunity to experience yeah. because we've all been un, all been unable mm. to play games. I mean, obviously there's TTS, but um, uh, you know I know not all of us have played that much TTS or at least not competitive TTS. Yeah.
1: That sort of changes things there. Um, yeah, I. Yeah. Well, you could you could come to an agreement. If you don't come to an agreement, you could roll a die, and if none of you is happy to roll a die, just call the tie and I'll be sure.
0: yeah, through. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe quick.
1: Um
0: so Yeah. so we have also a question from Hoppy. Um uh, so a question for Hector. Uh did you construct your lists for the missions or for opposing armies or the table?
2: Um, I can take this one.
0: No, no, no. Sorry. It was,
1: it was for you. I'm just fucking jealous. That's all right. No, go for it, Hector. <laughs> that's it. fine, mate. Uh, definitely for the mission. Mission comes first. Like, opponents, um, as as I said in the previous answer, right, I choose my list for the mission uh, with my best response, and after is it done, I ask myself if I can deal with those different typologies of list. But uh, if I have to choose between, like, oh, this list cannot face an avatar, for instance, but it can not do the mission right, what are the chances that I'm going to encounter an avatar in that particular mission? Uh, much less than the mission itself that is guaranteed to happen. So you can always uh, focus on the mission and do, do your part in that way.
0: And uh, final question for you, Hector, from uh, Antibodean Bolt, otherwise known as Trent in New South Wales. Um, question for Hector. What is Mendoza's best sculpt and why is it Flaming Angel Mendoza? Yes, Trent! Yes,
3: Trent! I agree! Oh, Trent. This
1: has made my night. Thank oh, you very boy. much, mate. Oh, it is boy. the fucking best. Uh, I, I'm considering to run a conversion now to satisfy Val in the next tournament and just uh, put a multi-rifle <laughs> on that no,
2: one. he's a fucking good model. Buy him and you'll see. It's actually a great sculpt. Yeah, yeah.
1: I saw it I saw it in Australia. You are the first one who showed me that model live and I like it as a sculpt. But uh, maybe not fitting very well for the infinite environment. And where the hell do you carry that guy? Uh, I need that space for a Jotum, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. He uh, does hang up a lot of room. It's a good point. Maybe this yeah, the model. The next merchandise that we, that, we, that we might release will be a, a, a hoodie for, for Valve in, in the design oh. of Daddy
1: Mendoza with some flames. That would actually, I like that. that Man, would there, actually... is a, there is a conversion <laughs> there, <laughs> I, I tell you. You take the nope. heavy infantry-looking one, you check the winds, and you put it on top of the fire. They can be something uh, yeah. very Warhammer, uh-huh. I guess, but uh, could be it could be epic.
2: That's like converting a confrontation model. Yeah, you just don't fuck with 40. art, Hector. You don't uh, <laughs> you don't mess with art. Definitely forty KS, yes.
1: Okay, for sure. pal. <laughs> All right, uh, well. Sorry for hurting your feelings. I think that
0: uh, I think that wraps up um, tonight's episode. Uh, we've we've gone for a fair long time, so um, thanks to anyone still listening. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, big yeah, we we you we are heroes all. Uh, <laughs> Any any closing words um, from from yourself or or Val?
1: No, just thanking the community for going out there, getting back to tournaments and getting to play. This is what makes the game great, and is you guys, is the community. So keep it up. And have fun. Keep
2: rolling dices. Absolutely. No. That's um that's good. Yeah, that's well said, Hector. You know, just again stealing my thunder. Thanks, mate. <laughs> I'm here to help, Val <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> mate. Uh, <No. laughs> good stuff.
0: Well, thanks so much, Hector, for coming on the show and uh, breaking down your, your, your lists and your games. It was great to have you on and uh, we we'll, <clears throat> we'll look forward to having you on the next one when you um come home from your from uh, winning Nova Corps, hopefully.
1: <laughs> dreaming high victoria dreaming high
0: that's, that's us it. that's it we've got well, a, we, we, we've got a, we've got a dream all right well um if that's it yeah you've been listening to Lost of lieutenant my name's kevin
2: uh, my name Hector. I'm just, uh, oh yeah and i'm val i'm just uh yeah the token guy here uh, thank you
3: <laughs>
2: okay Good night.
0: good night uh, good night <laughs> Here you go, Hector. As you requested, this is Rebellion in Dreamland by GammaRay. Thanks again for coming on the show, mate. Catch ya.